Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCast, there's something I need you to know about BAMFCast. Please don't be mad about BAMFCast. What's done? We're Chan. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey! BAMFCast. BAMFCast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I thought there was more to that. Uh, so I'm Harlow. We have no Mackie, but I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year's BAMFCast is we go and watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. We get one of five jocks and robot jocks! Like our favorite. However, yeah. there are bad bad movies that stay away. They get oh. a negative sliding scale. One to five bags is in giant bags of trash. In which they belong. No, no longer named after any specific movie. Nope. Just garbage that you put in a truck and drive away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because we keep redefining what the, our worst movie ever is. So. Mm-hmm. Whereas Robot, Robot Jocks is still the best. It, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Ever. Yeah. Never will yeah. be defeated. Uh, so we are deep in the middle, middle of uh, L- April. L- April. L- April. L- April. L- April. And, uh, <laughs> April's my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> week two brings us 1985's L.A. Street Fighters. Yeah. Notable for being the movie before, before Miami Connection. <laughs> yes. The same uh, director. Uh-huh. Um, whoa, whoa, whoo, ah, I was going to try his name. And my, my mouth is not wanting to cooperate. Wu Sang Park, or uh-huh. a.k.a. Richard Park. Richard Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe this was the, the movie right before Correct. Miami Connection. Yes. Uh, oh, plot right summary? Before? Yeah, he cut his teeth on this mm-hmm. before. I mean, he made other things. He so, did, yeah. yeah he somehow. made a lot of things. Um, but yeah, let's read this mostly inaccurate plot summary and talk more about it. All right. A Korean immigrant in L.A. encounters difficulties when he refuses to join the all-Korean gang in his high school. Okay, yes. It, yep. <laughs> yeah, that happens. There are many things wrong with this plot summary, as there usually are. Uh, let us begin at... The end. High school. The end. High school. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is like 45 years old plus. Correct. Philip Bree is the only one that's even remotely close to high school age. Yes. Philip Bree, who plays Tony. Right. Yeah. Jun- he is the Korean immigrant. Jun Chong. He is. Uh, AKA Young, mm-hmm. who is like the main person in the movie. He is. I believe, let's see. I had to look it up because it wasn't on IMDb because, you know, they've decided like, hey, some people. Did you people... say like 1954, 1944? I think it was like 44. I had to like look him up because it was like, you know, it was one of those like, oh, we're not putting that on IMDb. Yeah, so reasons. he was 41 years old when this came yeah. out. Born in 1944. Or, yeah, when this came out. Yeah. yeah. High school. Yes. So, uh, Philip Ree, who is our, I guess, our youngest, uh, we also saw him in Hell Squad. Yes, we did. And Best of the Best. Yeah. Uh, there are a few other uh, BMF cast alumni, including James Liu of Steel Justice, Action Jackson, Savage Beach. Jesus, there's a lot. Best of the Best, Martial Law, The Perfect Weapon, Guns, Do or Die, Showdown in Little Tokyo, Mission of Justice, Tough and Deadly. Yeah. And that's it. I thought, honestly, when I was looking at that list, I thought that was... <laughs> another person. Another person, yeah. Yeah, no. Wait, isn't... I thought I thought Go. Philip Reed was the one that was known for all the best of the best. Nope. 
But yes, he's known for he's. But we've only seen one best of the best. Oh, okay. But he's known for all of the best. Right, right, right. He's like. But James Liu has been in fucking everything. Okay, and was also in Best of the Best. Yes, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh man! All right. So this is going to be one of those movies where we're just going to dance around the plot because the movie dances around the plot. plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because as we established, there it's a other than other than Philip Ree, who's was like twenty two or so when this came out. it's in a high school for literally no reason like it's the high school serves no purpose there, there's whatsoever. a there's a lot of questionable choices in 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 richard park's filmmaking as we've established with watching miami connection <laughs> yeah um it just floats from scene to scene in order to get you to another action piece mm-hmm. um and the parts that aren't action pieces are are real bad it's all 80 yard it's oh real bad too like like they don't even bother trying to lip sync like even remotely close no. some people will clearly be talking and they didn't even bother to record anything for them no <laughs> or, uh, and then things are just mistimed like there, there's a point way later in the movie but i'm only pointing it out because it's one of the worst cases of like why why did you even why didn't you try a little yeah. on the adr because there's a point where one of our characters meets uh, a female and then is like meeting her dad mm-hmm. and then there's a point where he they're like oh can we go to the parade yeah and then he just like he very clearly goes like sure mm-hmm. or whatever and then it's like they keep talking and then it goes it cuts back to him when his mouth isn't moving and it's like sure i guess that would be fine right. and it's like you had the yeah. there was the point where his mouth was moving where you put put that line but it's like people were falling asleep in the recording booth and they just <laughs> one take went, yeah it's just we got to get out of here yeah yeah the, there's no there's no dialogue or sound that is recorded like live. Yeah, there's no natural Obviously, sound. There's no movie. natural no, sound. No, like none. But that's one way to keep boom mics out of your shot, I guess. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier to not have to record sound on set, as but also, we learned with Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. Right. Like, my a, suggestion. A lot of times in martial arts movies, they're dubbed in English because you can't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I these have people a feeling, are speaking English well, the whole time. Yeah, but like a couple of them. I, I believe are dubbed by the actual actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I still am not sure what they're saying. Like, the, yeah, the, the, the dubbing is not helping your situation. Yeah. There's one Japanese samurai ronin yakuza. They they give him, like, all kinds of things. Like, they do, yeah. guy later. And it's like, that guy is, you can't understand a goddamn yeah. word he's saying. Yeah. But anyway, um, as I was saying, the high school means literally nothing. It's it's just a excuse to bring two people together. Yeah. It's only and there. I'm, to cause confusion for right. the audience because right. none of these people are in high school. It's very clear. Yeah. This, I mean, because it has nothing to do with the plot later. It's just like, no. oh, we met in the school and these toughs were outside it and we should go have a street fight yeah. because it's just, it's people in classrooms and one guy, I think it's, it's our uh, dude who hits on the lady who, like I said, met her earlier, um, Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony, like, I like that he, like, puts his. You know, he's like, hey, from across the classroom, and then he puts his feet up, and on the bottom of his shoes, it's just written, hi. Yep. And I was like, I'm going to start doing that. Like, yeah. That's pretty smooth. I'm actually, well, smooth. I'm thinking like one foot to say hi, and the other would be like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> and she's into it. She's like, oh, he, yeah. he, that's good. And that's it totally fun. works, like, right away. Yeah. But, but, like, you know, so they kind of set that up, and then it's like he's walking out of that class and bumps into our, our bad guy of the movie, Chan. Yeah. And it's just like, he's just like, hey. What are you doing here? Like, you've got to, you know, do students have to come through me and it's yeah. going to cost you $5. You're new. You have to report to us and pay us $5. This so easily could have been anywhere. a Street Toughs yeah. movie. Yes. Like, it's just, uh, you there's just a, bump into them in the neighborhood. Right. There's a huge Koreatown. Yeah. 
so there there are two problems. One, it's set in a high school where it didn't need to be mm-hmm. because there's a huge Koreatown in L.A. Mm-hmm. And it's it actually looks really fucking cool, like especially at night. It it looks awesome. There's all yeah. sorts of lights it's and free, signs. Free production value. Yeah. yeah. But, and, you know, but you, then the other like half of the movie also takes place in Chinatown. Yeah. And these people are supposed to be Korean. But well, if you notice, the one like, guy is. I don't know if about everybody else. I mean, it's well, it's, the the thing says Korean yeah. street gang. But if you notice, like there aren't really any residential exteriors in this movie. There are not. So I wonder if they couldn't get permission because a, a lot of the L.A. stuff seems like it's stolen shots, like that parade. That seems like they just grabbed a camera and were like, "Hey, go fuck around in that parade." But it also didn't look like that much much of a parade no it didn't and i don't know why there's a parade in la at nine o'clock at night but it just seemed like anytime you see any landmarks or anything noticeable it wasn't actually part of the production yeah i I think it was just stuff they stole yeah but anyway you could easily eliminate the school and still have them meet and everybody meet and it'd be fine Mm -hmm. especially because like right after this like scene i think there's like one other brief time they return to school just for a minute where they're like because there are two, three, two or three scenes where they're in school for twelve seconds, walking right. around in the halls, and, but and, it serves no purpose. Yeah, it's it's just this this is this is the problem with this guy's movies when it's not an action scene. Is it's just it's fifteen twenty seconds, maybe a minute of like people playing grab ass somewhere mm-hmm. and like and just making a lot of like <laughs> noises, and then it's like okay, we're done with this scene and with this yes. and like move on to the next place. There are a lot of conversations between two people walking somewhere where they are just both laughing. Yeah, and it's like. What are you laughing at? Right. Like neither of you are saying anything. You're just walking along and laughing. Yeah. But <laughs> so you could eliminate that. It could just be like, but whatever. It's like uh, uh, young, it like steps in and like intervenes and like, like, what's all this about? Yeah. And it's like, what are you do- What are you doing? Why are you messing with this guy? Yeah. And then they're they're instantly best friends. Like he steps in. Well, and- because he steps in and then cut to this alleyway well, he's at like, night. Name the place where we'll, it's like we'll Rumble fight. Town. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to fight. So it's it's the. It's the the bad guy gang and Young's gang, which is just this multicultural, just just, all, hodgepodge just, just the people who have been swept up into this. We're losers, but we all joined up into this gang and they fight. What, what was the name of the, the band in Miami County? The Dragon Fight? Yeah. Is that it? Really? Dragon Sound. Dragon Sound. Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's it's they're the, almost the same thing. It's the prototype to that because yeah. they even at one point have like a emotional breakdown moment of. Right sadness for a character yeah, but they go straight to street fight and at first it's just you know it's just fists and they're they're each kind of getting some blows on each other mm-hmm. and then it's like hey chan and like someone throws him a stick and then yep. you know it's, and then it sticks yeah then that they're dog. fighting sticks and then you know he ends up beating chan and like this is why i was confused i i did not know which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i did not know i had a father um I didn't know which group was which at first in this in this alley scuffle. Mm-hmm. So I thought that Young, I thought he was the bad guy because there's a bad guy in yes. Chan's group that looks a lot like Young. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was real confused. I was confused for about five minutes because it seemed like it seemed like the two groups fought, and then uh, Tony went off with the the gang, but I thought he went off with the evil gang, and I was oh. like, why are you friends with them now? Yeah, but so it took yeah. me about five minutes to settle into what this movie was doing. But yeah. it's so but what, disjointed yeah. that it's just like what? What actually happens is so Young wins, which yes. I I thought the good guy had lost. That's what I thought too. And That's why I was confused. Two people show up and offer 
young money, they're like Batman's parents show up. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, we were just on our way to the theater, but we heard about some street toughs fighting. Oh, these so, are, these are just like the oh, why, the whitest why, people. Why in the these world. people were recruiting for bouncers is beyond me because it's just it's it's disheveled guy in a suit who I can't even say who he looks like because he's so nondescript. And then it's like he's like eight different fathers from right. eighty sitcoms. And then it's like it's super disheveled Christian Shaw with like. Like she put her makeup on in the car. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, it's just like, and and they're just like, yeah, we represent the people, and we need we need muscle for a party. Yeah. And they're like, you'd be great. You we can pay you security two hundred dollars right now. <laughs> and he just gets it. He's like, ha, yes. <laughs> and it just cuts to L.A. toga party in a parking yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. It's just dudes and togas. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like an empty warehouse or, or like an abandoned roller disco or something. But yeah, they're just there's people half-heartedly having a toga party. And for some reason, like there's, I think there's five people in the gang, like uh, the good yes. guy gang, the young gang, Correct. if you will. The young, GGG that, that isn't gang. young at all. <laughs> right. um, but like, but <laughs> for some reason, young and, young and Tony are the only ones that are like in togas. <laughs> yes, and they're just like mingling throughout the crowd, like basically walking into the dancers, going, Haha, "Yeah, get out of the way, buddy." It's yeah. like we're the, you know, and the other ones are just standing outside, like opening doors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, all right, well, we're done with that. That's where I swear to God, the cohesion of this movie ends mm-hmm. because it's like so far we went from high school battle to a battle in an alleyway to Batman's parents offering them a job to working the job. And I was like, OK, I, I, this is disjointed, but it all makes linear sense. And then after that, I don't understand the space time continuum no, at all. They, like they go wandering off like they all kind of they all seem to want to go home. Like, I think I think Young takes Tony back to his place and then we get the drama of like his mom comes home drunk all the time because he's like another completely unnecessary yeah, part because well, he movie. like invites him back home and it's like and you know he's got this place with like all this you know martial arts artwork all over the art wall and everything he's like this is a drink you live here alone <laughs> he's like and he gets all sober he's like no i live here with my mother but she's drunk all the time and doesn't usually come home till like 3 a.m anyway i don't want to talk then, about it you know you hear like slam because she's coming home with some guy and then it's like mom who's two years older than me what <laughs> my younger sister is <laughs> yeah. also my mother yeah <laughs> Um, and then this like twenty five year old dude is hanging all over her, mm-hmm. and he's just like that dude out is of the not twenty five years old. He's like, <laughs> he's the same age as young, mm-hmm. and he's like, stay out of the business, <laughs> stay out of this business, yeah. kid. I'm, gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna go plug your mom. Looks dude. like you guys both work together in the same call center in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that happens, and then they're just like, let's get out of here. Yeah, and then. Because like this movie doesn't know how to do anything, they're like they're all of a sudden like we got another job. Yeah, like, I mean, because it's like it feels like it's the same night where they were just I like th- I thought it was like, the same well, night. We worked the toga party. We went home and like drunk mom came home at three a.m. and they're like, all right, another party's cranking up at three a.m. We got to go be muscle for that. Yeah, because they th- go to like the club hangout where like the other three dudes just perpetually live in some you know studio apartment somewhere mm-hmm. and they all just hang out. So yeah, they they pop in there and it's like, hey guys, hey. Oh oh, because the one guy's showering in the in the the. <laughs> Oh yeah, like he's like I don't know. It's like it's like a shower in the middle of like the botany center because it's like yes. there are plants just, all around. <laughs> the shower walls are just plants. Yeah, <laughs> and they offer a banana. Like as he's coming out of this, it looks like they're trying to make a banana joke. Like ah, oh, we all saw your donger because yeah. we walked in on you showering. <laughs> yeah. but Here's then a- the guy just eats a banana. <laughs> <laughs> you need another banana there, chief. Then you eat the banana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thus disarming him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. 
But yeah, <laughs> yeah um, pointed stick. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like they recruit this guy. They're like, we got another job. He's like, woo! Let me put some pants on. <laughs> and like, and this is like, this is like an actual That's party. A quote. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then it's like they, they go to like kind of more of an actual party because this looks like a club with doors and like yes. a, a valet parking and it's everything. Like, it's the exterior of what appears to be a theater of some kind, and they are just. There's a dude there stamping hands for mm-hmm. people to come in, and they're like it just might there. Be a concert, yeah. But we never see an arena of any kind. It's just we it's, just it's, see this. It's doorway. more people just have hardly. We did see the inside. They're just. It's more people. Every single party scene in this, it's just people going like, party. Yeah, just, just kind well, of the like toga swoop. party people were getting the fuck down. Mm-hmm. There's a breakdance scene later yeah. Yeah. where motherfuckers are fucking. I think dancing. this is where the breakdance was. No, th- we never see anything in this club. Oh, we literally like it, it, it's just a line of people coming in to get their hands stamped, and then fucking guy with a a balding man a hulk hogan haircut mustache and a half shirt he, he looks like matthew mcconaughey and uh dazed and confused but like with less hair yeah like if a fat guy was cosplaying as harley quinn comes in <laughs> <laughs> with his tufts and they're just like we're not waiting in line so <laughs> cosplaying as suicide squad harley quinn. right yeah. yes daddy's little monster right yes so our heroes stuff them all into the box office basically mm-hmm and then we see them closing up, yeah. and we're like, D- "What? Do they oh, because just- like, these guys just skip the line, and they're like, what the hell?'" And so they all come out and beat him up, and like yeah. in like two seconds, and then just stuff him in a broom closet. I think or it's supposed to be implied that they hustled them out. Yes. Okay. But again, this movie <laughs> spatial awareness, not this yeah. movie's strong yeah, point. Strikes and then suddenly, the like the party's over, and they're locking up, and then just like they walk like three feet, and like like lights come on, and like the whole- thirty. Thirty different cars yes. light them up, and uh, and that never, they should have died here. <laughs> yeah, nothing really comes of it because like there's all these lights light up at once, and then two motorcycles start circling their car with baseball bats and them and going like woo, and then they stop and bust his windows of his, his convertible it's catalog. Convertible. Why were his four windows rolled up if his top was down? You know, it, it sometimes it keeps the wind from like buffeting your hair too much. They weren't in the car. You wouldn't know anything. About this, <laughs> the, the car was parked. Yeah. yeah, you put your windows up when you park. You also put the top up. No, you don't. <laughs> it's California. You couldn't put the top up, it, though, because it, it had the size yeah. the back. Yeah, that's okay. So that's another thing. Like, since you mentioned it, so it's a convertible Cadillac. Yeah. It is spray-painted blue or house-painted blue. Yeah. And at this point, we'll never have windows again. No. Because right. for the rest of the movie, at least. But it's a blue Cadillac, shitty paint job blue. Uh-huh. And he is, sp- like, very badly hand-spray-painted some sort of symbols onto the, the hood and the trunk. Yeah. Yes. We never really get a good look at what they are. I mean, I think it's just... Well, we get a good look. We just don't speak any Korean. languages yeah. but English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but but it's, it's like it's got that. And then like where the back headrest should be, there are a pair of size. Like, yeah. Yep. <sighs> yes. It's a pair of size. Um, <laughs> as in Raphael of the Ninja Turtles, the little pointy... Oh, yeah. Little, the pointy little pointy knife things. Knives things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like there are multiple scenes where people are like riding on the back of this car. And I'm like... Are you okay. sitting on the okay. side? They're obviously removable, as we yeah. found out later. Yeah. A, number one, like, that's just dangerous for riding in the back of a car anyway. Like, if you, you know, yeah. hit the gas too hard, your head's impaled. Yes. But um, anyway, uh, that's there. And it's it, for most of the movie, it's just like, yeah, it's there. Don't pay too much of attention to yes. it. Anyway, so they break their windows. And then it's like, it's the guys that they just beat up earlier, like, are all bloodied up. And they're like. They've got baseball bats. Yeah, and they have some sort of chant. They're like, it's, I guess Spike was the sh- short shirt dude, maybe. They're the spikers. Yeah, it's like Spike Gings. And he's, they're like, we're going to kill you and spike yeah. you and kill you and spike you. And it's like, 
and they've all got bats and, and then it just starts to like well let's spread out and oh first he goes over like kicks the trunk of his car and they've got weapons in the back so they arm up with just sticks i mean not like guns and knives they're and like kendo yeah, no. sticks there's not yeah. an arsenal in no. there it's just but like sticks. there's like get some sticks and then you know we'll fight and yeah. They fight these dudes and just kind of fuck them up. But in the chaos of this, we get to see for a second Biff Tannen in the same year as Back to the Future is one of Spike's gang member dudes. Yeah. Look, you and I both saw him at the same time. Bro, and like, is that Biff? And I was it, thinking like, man, that guy looks like Biff. There's no way that's Biff. It's totally Biff. It's totally Biff. <laughs> Tom Wilson, if you prefer. <laughs> I mean, you got to take what work is out there sometimes. Sure. Yeah, you absolutely. Can't put all your horses in one Back to the Future. No. I guess. And maybe Back to the Future was filming at the same high school as this movie. <laughs> so they got him on loan for the day. Right, right. But anyway, so they fuck these dudes up and mm-hmm. it's it's inconsequential. We never see these guys. Right. Again. Yeah. It doesn't so matter. no, we do see some of these guys again. Do we? Because there's the group of there's the um, the amalgamation, the gang amalgamation of, the of toughs. That's true. The, yeah. There's some leftovers. which is going to be my like evil organization. <laughs> mm. But so let, let's just talk about the fighting in this movie since okay. this movie this scene is like the first really big like donnie brook like okay everyone's kung fu fighting doing their stuff um everyone is competent well okay the main cast is competent at doing moves well they should be they're all like actual martial artists to do stunt choreography, yes. choreography and stuff the film doesn't do them any favors because the angles are usually pretty bad to where it it's clear that they're missing or the sound effects also aren't there to emphasize when people are getting hit and when people are dodging. So the fight scenes in this are all very energetic, but some of them are so like some are just fights. Some are just sloppy fights like dudes are doing wrestling moves and and it's just chaos. But other others, it's highly you know choreographed, but the movie isn't doing these guys any favors. Right. I, I like most of the fights in this movie. Yeah because they look a little bit frenetic and they look more like fights yes they don't look look staged it doesn't i mean some but of the as like, a movie fight it, they're not that they're honestly not that great yeah. because of what you i mean there's some enter the dragon stuff at the end where it's obviously just you know like okay come at me one at a time and, right. and do this kind of stuff but like the the gang fights are mostly pretty good um it's just dudes picking up whatever they can find there's a lot of guys with shovels in this movie it's just <laughs> like i've got a shovel yeah. i'm gonna kill you there's, there's, i mean to me the Besides maybe some of the stuff at the end where, yeah, it's like one-on-one fighting. There's only, to me, I thought there was only one good gang fight, and we're going to get to that soon. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this one's kind of messy, and it's just, it's like, it's over, and they're like, yay, we won. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly what happens next, because this is where I start to lose the cohesion of what happens next, but... Well, Tony's dating that girl. Yeah, Tony starts dating the girl because he makes, his, his parents own a, that, we actually saw this earlier, but, yeah. like, his parents own a grocery store because when he goes... After he gets done with uh, Young and, and his drunk mom, right. uh, he's like, he I got to make like, a delivery. Well, he says something like, you know, Young's like, oh, you got good parents and stuff like, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, he goes and like sees his doting parents who are like loading up more bananas. It's God, a, there's a, a, there's a banana bananas. thing here in this movie. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and they're just like, go oh, study. It's very important. So he's like, OK. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually I am the only actual student in this. Movie. <laughs> eventually he goes and has to make a delivery and it just happens to be to Lily's. Yes. Uh, father's place. Yes. Um, Lily being uh, Chan's sister that we find out later. Right. Um, because like they're just walking down the street, like Chan catches him and is just like, what the hell? What are you doing with this guy? Yeah. And then, like gets on his face and eventually just pops him right in the face pops, pops on the one in the in the, in the face and mm-hmm. then like, she's like we got to go like, yeah we should we should leave yeah well there's like <laughs> 10 of them so it's like you, we should probably go because yeah. he seems like he wants to fight but it's just him and her is that when they go to the parade well they 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 take a little side like 
she gets in, out yeah she gets walking. him to like walk away finally yeah. and then like they stop a, you know a good ways away and sit for a minute and she like produces a, a convenient handkerchief out of nowhere and, and you know fixes his, his lip but yes i think it's is this where we get the line? I think it's like right around here. Okay, I think I think maybe it's the next day at school or no, something. No, like because that. they were they no. were walking to the parade. Right. Okay. She had asked her dad if they could go yeah, to the right, parade, yeah. and he responded, yeah. seventy seconds afterwards." Right. right. Yeah. So they're walking to the parade, mm-hmm. and she's talking about Chan, and is just like, "Well, it's after he's he's hit her, no, or hit him, no." They have this conversation before okay. because they're talking about their confrontation. I didn't at think, school. I didn't think that she knew yeah because remember they're fucking with the parade they're like hey now you have this mayor's medal now let's drive your car through the parade it's it's after that i, that I know they see I, them. I don't think it's it's until chan and lily and and tony were all in one scene where we know that he's her, her, her brother like we know you know he was the tough guy from school or whatever but i think it's like they came up i don't know well okay regardless he yeah. gets punched and then there's the line yeah afterwards all right i yeah. think okay yeah. so so he gets punched. Uh, they clean the blood off of him and they stand up to walk away. And she's like, take my hand. Let's go for a walk. And they take four steps and go behind a bush and make out. They don't really go behind a bush. There's one branch yeah. <laughs> of a cherry tree right. that's blossoming that's hanging in between them and the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But OK. So at some point, the two of them are having a conversation and she says, there's something I have to tell you about Chan. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a big secret. What's what? What's what's the secret to his meanness? And her second sentence is, you could do it. Come on. I believe in you, big guy. <laughs> Get it out, Chuck. Don't be mad at Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't be mad at Chan. Please don't be mad at Chan. There's something and, I need you to know, need you to know about right. Chan. And then she, Please stops, don't be mad at Chan. she stops talking. Yep. And you're done. like, is that what you needed him to know about <laughs> Chan? Like, she takes a beat and then like. 30 seconds later starts talking about his childhood or something but it's like what on earth does that even have to like what <laughs> there's something you need to know about chan please don't be mad at chan <laughs> that's not somebody I, fucked up the order of those yeah, yeah those those lines of dialogue were in the wrong order but it's, god it's damn great. it was funny as shit <laughs> it's so good so, uh god yeah. but so, anyway, anyway, so they're, like, so they're dating chan doesn't yeah, like it there's this mild conflict that really never comes up again yeah. as far as like you know, Chan never. It, you you think you could do like a karate kid thing, like oh, you're not allowed to date her. Oh, yeah. it comes yeah. up again. It definitely comes up again. Yeah, does it? I think so. Doesn't yeah, it? In a way. Oh no, no, it doesn't. No, he's mad at Young for some reason. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. It's like you know, yeah. Like, why was he mad at Young? At this point, it's like <laughs> well, he's mad at Young because Young kicked his ass in the in the in the intro scene, like where he left him right, hanging in, on the tail the of the LA railroad train. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But anyway, he shouldn't be murder mad at him, though. No, he is. So, <laughs> so, oh, all right. I don't again. I don't remember. This is, this is how confusing this movie is. It's, it's confusing. I think it's like after this, they're like, OK, we're done with the date and back to the young, young and Tony show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, oh, we have this other. Actually, they're not even specifically going about a job. They just wander over to like this Mexican party, like mariachi bands playing, you know, and like they just sit up and kind of are watching this for a while. Meanwhile, we've seen this other yet another street gang. Get Mexican. Oh no, they're working. They're working. No, they're working for that party. Yeah, yeah. Because they have two of their guys at the door that get tossed out. Okay, but (laughs) that's what I'm saying. It's hard to follow. They never say like we're going to work another job. It's just like they just show up and they're like, "Hey, cool music and everything." And yeah, they're just enjoying the show. They're not. Doesn't seem like they're working. We've seen this Mexican gang now, like you know, gearing up. They're like, find that young and fuck him up. Well, they're in a hangout somewhere, mm -hmm. knives drawn, chanting. Yeah, they're like pounding on a they're table like, with blade, knives. Blade, 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 blade. And then main dude comes out and says, 
we're gonna go fuck up young but remember he comes like so there are the two guys like with the red bow tie and yeah. the red suspenders yeah outside of that right mexican mm-hmm. two, joint two dudes working those guys door. are part of the gang yes okay sure and young and tony tony and one other guy the the fifth member of the gang uh-huh. they're inside yeah mm-hmm. and the mexicans the blades they come yeah, to that in. place yes. and they toss the i mean if, the two guys outside apart if, if they were working this place they're just sitting up like in a balcony like just listening to the music they're not yeah. working it very well is what i'm well, saying no yeah. the, they they're would work none of these things yeah. very well but yeah. the two guys outside are definitely working mm-hmm. yeah. and then when they come in young comes down and says hey how did you guys get in here mm-hmm. yeah, like they, how did you guys how did you make it through our our impenetrable bouncer squad right. of yeah. two and, skinny idiots. And their reasoning is, is like, we used to work security for this venue. Yeah. Now you are. You took our You jobs. took our job, <laughs> basically. <laughs> right. And, the Mexicans yeah. are mad. Yeah. <laughs> and other people for taking yeah. it. And really, Young is like. really makes you think. Young is like, we didn't take your jobs. Yeah. These jobs were offered to us. Like, yeah. we didn't like, do anything. If you've got a problem or whatever, like, let's just settle it. Yeah. And then and the guy says, like, well, this is still my barrio, so fight. Yeah, meet us here at this place tomorrow. <laughs> meet us at meet us at Las noon Palmas. in Glen Palm, Palm Glen, yeah. <laughs> which Palmdale. Like, yeah, Palmdale. Palmdale. This this is the the gang fight that I like because yeah. it's it's fucking weird and crazy. Yeah, but like if they're it, out in like Joshua Tree National Park or something. <laughs> yeah. They're nowhere near LA at yeah. this point. Yeah, they're just like it is like they're they have to turn off the actual street into where there aren't street, right. where yeah. the streets aren't they're paved. No with longer street. fighting in the streets. Streets have no name here. <laughs> And, and they have to like your they, streets have no name here and they <laughs> we're just gonna make you two jokes on the whole night aren't we yes okay <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna do no, that that's fine maybe it was a sunday too could have been <laughs> it probably was yeah. um but they just show up and like these guys are just hanging out like with a broken down van and a cactus yeah and they're like i guess we're gonna fight now but they all just gotta get a joshua out. tree yeah oh <laughs> yeah they, they were also told, told no weapons. Yeah, they were Meet like... Us at 12 in <laughs> right. Palmdale. And as soon as they right. pull up in the car, they haven't even gotten out of the car. It's just like <laughs> knives, like everything. And they're yeah. like... And then like, thankfully, we were like, I thought they said no weapons. And then Tony's Tony like, says, I, I thought, thought they said, said no, no weapons. Yeah. And so like... They Young's like, like, and Young's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's not get out of the car yeah. yet. And so they send like some big dude to like up to piss on the car. Yes. And that goes on for a while. And they they have the weirdest sound effect for him actually pissing. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like a goddamn fire hose. It's a fire right? hose. <laughs> it's just... The Foley artist was all over the place on this movie. Yeah. yeah. So he but... pisses on the car and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, let's just throw it in reverse. <laughs> no, let's throw well, it in drive. Yeah. They, they, they almost throw this dude over and make them right. all like yeah, get out of their chairs. He has to drive over Gataputo. And yeah. Tony, drive by, face kicks a guy. Yep. <laughs> he just sticks his leg out and whoever's in the way gets kicked in the face. Mm-hmm. And then they just like, see ya, and they take off. But they don't like take off, take off. They just like go no. to get enough distance and yeah. then they all hop out and, and spread into different yeah. directions. Grab weapons. Meanwhile, I this think. gang of 40 piles into one pickup truck. Goddamn that movie. <laughs> And so they drive down the road, I don't know, 500 feet, not very far. Yeah, they just pull that. into a farm, a goat farm. Hey, goat. And just stop. And they're like, okay, we'll fight here. And then it's just everybody fights. Well, that one dude was super imposing. <laughs> Man, fucking super imposing. <laughs> Sorry. Fucking Roger, stop. <laughs> just popped in my head. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> luckily, none of these guys were tied to the truck. As usual. Uh, um, so. They did beat some people with some hickory sticks. Though. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're uh, so sorry. Yeah. None of this makes uh, sense. What the hell happened to us? <laughs> People have heard that album, I okay, hope. It's fine. Anyway. So, just look up when Adam Sandler was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> take the fucking Wayback Machine. <laughs> Everyone fights in this, and there's one really good moment where Tony is fighting this one guy, and he is fucking him up. And fucks him up all the way to the ground, and then fucking Macho Man Randy Savage drops an elbow on this guy while he's mm-hmm. down. Yeah, well, he does like a sweep the leg or something to knock him down, and then from sweep the leg position, yep. drops the elbow on yep. him. Mm-hmm. It's magnificent. Yeah. The the I think it's Young ends up fighting the big dude that yes. pissed on the car. He does, and that that just entails like lots of like throwing him through various like walls and doors yeah. and other. This dude p- is shirtless also, yeah. and he's being thrown through pallets and walls and. Uh, he's earning the 14 bucks he yes. made that day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, there's one point where his hand goes through, like, a wooden box where I'm not convinced that was special effects. I think he was actually bleeding. Mm. Yeah, he might have been. <laughs> he did kind of look at his hand like, oh, oh <laughs> shit, <laughs> fuck, they said no no cuts. All right. All right, all right keep going. Um, yeah. yeah, so this is this is all a pretty good fight because it's just everyone mm-hmm. just... Get, like, dudes are getting picked up and thrown through fences, and it's just... it It's... It's a good amount of chaos yeah. going on. And then it just like it just kind of ends. They, like they the, just cut to the five of them like, woo, yeah, we're going to the five. disco now. And, and I think this is like when they they party for like a half a second. They go to the disco club. The, yeah, the this is where this is club. where the breakdancing is, because like there's a whole weird thing like the Chan Lily thing and, and Tony thing never comes up again because like he's hanging out with Lily in this place. Chan is there just giving them a the stink eye, yeah. but doesn't do anything about it. And yeah. it's like there's breakdancing and disco and all kinds of shit happening. And it's just like, oh, good times. Well, also, so there's been this running bit of um Young has been tell just through ADR been telling Tony you're too in love with that girl you need to get laid. Mm-hmm. So at one point when they're just driving around LA for 12 seconds they pull up to these two girls who are standing outside a restaurant or something mm-hmm. and like this is the first like heel turn for our hero here cuz he goes over to them and is just like hey my my friend would like the sex i have money and they're like we're not prostitutes get the hell out of here and he's like well how come you're dressed like prostitutes ha ha and it's yeah. like whoa buddy fuck you i think he tried to pick them up normally yeah and then they're like oh we're waiting for our boyfriends who are big guys and they'll beat you up and he's like well would money change your mind <laughs> right. and they're like, they're like oh we're my not God. prostitutes yeah so they get chased away just like haha women you know and then they drive to an actual prostitute mm-hmm Jesus. Uh, good lord it's so dumb it's so they he's oh, tony's like a 22 year old guy who's clueless of how anything works because yeah. it's like he, he makes it all the way up to the room with her he does and then she's and like she's like, like, like feel on my titties and he's like what i don't <laughs> ma'am please no and she's like taking off his belt and he's like that's my belt what do you know and then he's like i gotta go <laughs> something suddenly came up right <laughs> this so, is some shit out of like a you know 80s Teen, teen comedy, sex right. comedy yeah, yeah but it's like these are grown-ass men there's also a yeah. whole thing where like <laughs> well they're God, supposed to be high schoolers yeah. there, so. there is so much inconsequential shit that i i don't want to mention except like that i think about it and it's like no there's something really dumb in that scene and it needs to be mentioned uh-huh. there's a point where they're just like hey i'm thirsty let's let's pull over here and get some beer God. and there's a liquor store that is oh wait no this is not inconsequential at all this is very important i know i'm, I'm saying that's what I, I was like it, it means nothing to the fucking plot except right. for the fact that like in this liquor store, before they pull up, there are some toughs, sort of minute. So many toughs in this movie. Kind of quasi menacing the guy, except they're just loitering. It's a gang of five in this liquor store. They're not doing anything, no. but the the clerk is like, uh, "Can I help?" Oh, they're you stealing. Guys? They're stealing. Yeah. everything well, in the store. Yeah, he's just eating shit right in front of. Sure, them. but there is one dude walking around with a big bamboo stick, except for some it's, reason it's a flute. Thank well, you. I was gonna say, except for some reason, in the context of the movie. 
he has it hollowed out and he's playing it like a flute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking tree trunk. I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, probably maybe four inches diameter. It's bamboo huge. Thing. And he's swinging it around this place. And yeah. the, the clerk is like, uh, guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, he. I mean, just this long, like three or four foot long stick that he's just like doodling around this place. And yes. it's like, OK. And yeah. then they pull in for the beer. And of course, like. He goes up to pay. Now, he's got a big wad of money from having gotten paid for their various and assorted jobs. All in one night. He, and, but like, <laughs> the six pack of beer in 1985 is $3. $3. He clearly has three individual dollars, but he instead he's like, I'm going to big shot this. And he pulls out 100 and makes the guy give him back $97 and change. Which the guy does. Weird does. flex, but okay. Yeah. But, and of course, all these guys are like, hey, he's got money. Ooh, money. And so like they like money. follow him outside and then like try to steal his money and they... He and, and Tony have to kick their ass, basically. I mean, it's it's completely inconsequential excuse just, for a fight scene. Yes. Except for the fact that, like, I wouldn't even mention it if the guy wasn't, like, playing a three or four foot long flute. Yes, which mm-hmm. becomes a weapon in the yeah, fight scene. Of course <laughs> he's, he does. He's playing it very beautifully. Yeah. Well, it was actually a magical leprechaun flute that was passed down from his great grandfather. Oh, who was Irish. okay. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, okay. So they go to the they go to the breakdancing club and watch some breakdancing. Nothing comes from that. Mm -hmm. They go back to the gang hangout where they're having a birthday party for one of the three nondescript dudes. And they're like, hey, they they sing a song that sounds like happy birthday, but it's it's not. It's it is. The tune is happy birthday. Yeah. yeah, They had to pay that license fee (laughs) (laughs) because they they totally did that. Uh, But I don't know what they're saying. They're not saying happy birthday. Uh, mm. Eggshells. It's it's really bad accents. Okay, let's just say that. All right, fine. I don't oh, even yeah, want to like mimic yeah. what they're saying okay. because yeah, it, then that's fine. It could be just poor it, Asian accents. It, yeah. it is okay, absolutely. But it sounds it like Happy Birth Birthday. Birch, yeah, it sounds like Birch Birthday. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, okay. Yes, they so, are singing the Happy Birthday right. song to this guy, and they're and, like, "Hey, blow out the candles." Yeah. and he starts getting emotional, and he turns around, and it's just like, "Oh God, what?" <laughs> what are By we the way, they don't say "blow out the candles." They just say "blow the blow candles." Yes, too. I mean, and that makes him emotional. Yeah, right. I had to blow candles for food every day. Because he, yeah, he he yeah. Would, he tells a story about being homeless, so you know he had to live on the street with these hobos, right? And he never had a birthday cake before, and he's just so happy. So they're like, "Okay, blow I the never, candles, I, jackass!" I did not know I had a birthday. <laughs> right. It's it's the same scene. It's yeah, the same basically. like weird bonding moment with these guys, but like these other three guys. We never know who they are. Mm-mm. Never. No, they give him no personality. So except for that, this one guy was homeless. Mm-hmm. That's all we get to know about him. So, OK, there's that. Yep. Um, so this is where the actual plot kicks in. And finally, yeah. Like, one, so it's just like they're driving somewhere and it's just like, hey, we have a job offer. We have to go get a, this job could be the end of all jobs. Well, I is, think they're just walking in the ADR that in because it was like it will make no sense because suddenly they're arriving in the back of a limo and this guy gets out. He's like right this way. Yeah. And they do this whole thing, escort him into the house mm-hmm. like with them, like just one guy like, oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to be perfect for this job. Yep. And then it's like this guy's got like the shitty like I mean, it's almost like uh, um, Alfred Merlino and Boogie Nights. Merlina in mm-hmm. Boogie Nights. It's kind of like his place. It's just it's a lot of rock and wood 80s, yeah. you know, pimp thing. Yeah. And it's just like he's sitting in this like actual like fucking mahogany chair. Mm-hmm. Like it is just a. Oh, yeah. It it's is like a, a tr- 
it's like a, a tree, tree trunk, trunk slash yeah. stump that is carved out in shellac. Yeah, and he's just and sitting in an animal fur, and, and, like, and he's yes. like not turned towards them at all. And he's just like, I'm going to have a very important party with very important people, and they can't be disturbed. And safety is paramount. Mm-hmm. And blah blah blah. And then like he's never. Like, Let n- me make this perfectly clear: there can be no violence. <laughs> yeah, no violence at my party. And they're like. All right. Okay. Yeah. So well, they still they still say something. He's like, "I will pay you in advance. Go and clean yourselves up and yeah, get you, some proper you clothes. To, you need to look good for this." And so he hands his henchman a wad of cash, who takes it over to Young, and Young just dismiss. He just, he just doesn't do anything. Him. Yeah. And then Tony's like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> takes yeah. the money, and they're and, like, and they well, stop and like, "Oh, we'll we'll take care of everything," and well, they leave. And yeah. then it's like it's clothes buying montage. It's Pretty Woman montage mm-hmm. of just like they're just. Uh, but it's only like it's one store. It's only like forty five <laughs> seconds, and they yeah. only put on one outfit. But they're all just like. The one thing we have not properly conveyed about these five dudes when they're together is they're all just like, yeah, all right, this is going to be fun. Oh, Woo, yeah, yeah we're going to have a great time. Well, yeah. Harlow did say that they spend a lot of time grab-assing. And well, that's especially in the toga thing. Oh, my God, they were they were trying to detoga each other. Yeah. They were like, ha, ha, what like, you got under your toga? <laughs> Woo. Like, like cup man, and- like, seriously, dude, like... Were, yeah. were we that like blatantly homosexual in the 80s like i mean it just I, it is weird like it, it's strange but like it's so in the suit store they're all just like wow you look taller and oh my god look at you in a suit and oh my god look at you in a suit and they're really you're wearing yeah. a suit oh it's it's <laughs> like there's one point like we we jokingly said it but there there is another scene like i think it's like young comes home to drunk mom again mm. and then he got, has like this angry longing moment out like where he looks out a window mm-hmm. i think it even happens before this because he's just walking along and he he finds tony and and lily sitting eating ice cream and they're just doing the hee hee and like we're having so much fun eating ice cream and oop i got some ice cream on you yeah. <laughs> and then like he just like he he sees them from afar like watches and then like the camera kind of goes blurry and he does the like the the incredible hulk sad walking away he thing does, yeah and it's like we were like wait is young like in love with tony because that's like that the way you shot this it makes you feel like he's just like oh i yeah. thought we were lovers yeah you know no, yes. he's just sad that he's losing his friend yeah. to love right right i there, don't know there was also a scene where they went to the docks down at redondo beach and looked at the boats mm-hmm. and young was like i miss the old days when he, i was young he took him to his favorite spot yeah i'm saying there was a courtship yeah, there was a yeah. courtship thing yeah. going on here and they have a conversation where it's like, I wish life was simple like it was back in my homeland. And then there's another scene later that's only 12 seconds long that we don't understand what it is until the end of the movie where he has gone into an establishment, comes out and has a Korean passport. Mm-hmm. But we never know what that is until like the last frame of the movie. But at one point he has gone into an establishment and he comes out with a Korean passport. So he has decided he's going to get out and he's going to go home. He's mm-hmm. going to go back to Korea right. while he's still a <clears throat> young man. Yes. And I don't mean that because his yeah. name's young. I mean, it's because he's, he's so very young. young. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, time for the party. Yeah. Time for the very, very important people party. Yes. Which is it's lots just... of Rolls Royces pulling up and rich fucks getting out yep. and being escorted in and they valet the cars away and blah, blah, blah. And they've finished parking all the cars and they come in and they're just like standing back and they look into the other room and it's just people vaguely smelling cocaine it's just cocaine everywhere and people are just kind of the most casual cocaine party i've ever seen like people are just like oh th- smell this one this was smells interesting you, you've been to yeah. a lot of cocaine parties Jeff? i have seen my share okay <laughs> but so it is the most casual cocaine party but the most blatant cocaine like there's no one in this room who's not doing cocaine well they're they, all they, doing they oh yeah for tony sure. and young work right but i mean like the the party goers oh, we're okay. all doing cocaine and they look at each other and go party's going well all right yeah rock on this is great 
So then Young is like, I'm going to go upstairs. To use the bathroom. Right. So he goes upstairs, and instead of going to the bathroom, he decides to peek into the master bedroom. And inside is the most blatant, dumbest <laughs> drug deal you've ever seen, where there are three people seated at a table. Two people on either side have stacks of cash. Huge stacks of cash. While the, the main dude, the dude who hired them for the party... is Which, which is weird, because we never saw his face directly no. before. But now it's like... But now it's just like, yeah, here's this guy. This guy. Uh, and he's just sitting there with a scale and a couple of Ziploc bags, and he's just scooping cocaine out of, like, I don't know, a coffee tin or something into these little Ziploc bags, and gives each of them a fifth of a regular Ziploc bag of cocaine. Like it, it's, it's maybe like an a, ounce or two. Like it's it's not much. No, it is not much, especially when these people push. Well, it's like a two quart. It's like a, it's bag like that's a freezer about a quarter bag. Full. Yeah. yeah, it's like a freezer bag that's a quarter full at yeah. most, and they just both push a hundred thousand dollars in cash right, right. to him, and they're just like, "This is going to maybe that's this, a sample. I don't, I don't know. know." But anyway, he's just like transaction concluded. Thank yeah, you guys. Puts it in the briefcase like yeah. you do. And so Young goes back downstairs to Tony, and he's like. Uh, it's a drug deal. Like, no fucking shit. Do you not... You just commented on the pile of cocaine party that's happening in front of you. Oh, no, he didn't go back downstairs. I think he just... No, he did. He went back down to Tony and said, it's a drug deal. Oh. And Tony's like, young? No. And he's like, I gotta go back upstairs. And so he goes back upstairs after everyone's filed out, just toting their Ziploc bag, a quarter Ziploc bag of cocaine out like, haha, cocaine, yay. (laughs) So... Maybe it's super pure cocaine. Maybe. They're gonna cut that into... (laughs) thousands of kilos that's probably i was trying to I, I was trying to figure out a way because like the way they're holding it out in front of him is like i was gonna say like they're like latchkey kids but like kilo <laughs> i mean there's like latchkey low kids yeah, yeah. like I, I got my i got my bag of cocaine I, mom said come straight home when i got the cocaine <laughs> yeah, don't lose it yeah you're only getting one yeah. don't lose I it mean, just the, the way they're, they're literally holding it like kids hold their lunch like this yes. is very important don't yeah. squash my sandwich <laughs> yes it's more like, hold it higher. We need to see the cocaine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so all that's left is the main dude and his girlfriend. And the main dude locks up the briefcase, sets it down, and he's like, time for loving, baby. And she's like, hell yeah, let's yeah. go have and the, sex. And they giggle, tickle, fight their way into the <laughs> bathroom like to everybody else. Yes. Well, just like every every time people are moving in this movie. Goosey, goosey. Yes. Yeah. So they get in the tub to have the sex. Yeah. Young comes in and is just like, well, my briefcase now. Puts his jacket over Puts it. Puts his jacket over it like he's hiding something, which just makes him look like he's carrying a briefcase under a jacket. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next, like the next five minutes of, of movie are <laughs> these two things intercut. One is the getaway with Young and crew when they're like, all right, we need to leave. Everything's, we're fine. Everything's fine here. Mm-hmm. Let's go. But every 10 seconds they cut back to <laughs> 10 seconds of the drug dealer and his lady yes. fucking in the tub yes even to the point where i think young and crew make it all the way home they do i think oh they were like <laughs> driving through the desert or some shit it's like they were way in the car like completely yeah. away and these two are still fucking and i was like are they just gonna cut to this for the rest of the movie <laughs> uh, it, i wouldn't have been surprised it, had it, it goes on longer than it should like the other characters have clearly moved on in time oh, like yeah. it is six hours later where these other characters are and these two are still in the hot tub yeah but, but it's like they have the money but like it's like it's almost like young doesn't tell anyone except tony knows he went up there to get it but it's like everyone else is, is unaware of the money for the rest of the movie it seems like it yes yeah because 
skip skip a little bit ahead. Basically, he's taken it out of the briefcase and stuffed it like in that weird little compartment, which like that's like an armrest slash yeah. passageway to the trunk in the Cadillac. <laughs> right. So it's like stuffed in there. Yeah. And like no one seems to know about it except for him. But like yes. this is his escape plan. Is like I'm getting back to Korea with this. Yes. But, but he doesn't. He doesn't he, communicate we don't, we don't this know to this anybody. Yet, no. So immediately, like. At, it, once there's been at least four cuts to them fucking in the hot tub longer than there should have hot been, tub. it then cuts to that dude hours later, who is like he's he's basically there must called have been in a time machine in that hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> he has managed to call in two hitmen, <laughs> Ted Hitmans. <laughs> um, well, one was Ted and one was Theodore. Right. So there's a guy from New York, just white dude, and there's the yakuza well, guy. You have to present him in the proper order because well, it's like the samurai yakuza whatever guy is yeah. like because we don't even know what's happening it's just like we see him and yeah. then like yakuza guy is just standing there and like does this whole like pull out the katana and like yeah and like and then like do like and then he like bows to him and stuff like that and then it's just like well there's there's two quotes okay on imdb from from this movie okay and they are both from this scene all right okay and they're both from these two hitmen right uh <laughs> So he goes, let me introduce myself. I'm from Osaka. My name name is Mr. Ken. With this, I have killed two people. I'm the best hitman from Japan. <laughs> he said it, two? I thought it was like 12. Well. <laughs> it will be my pleasure to kill for you. And then the other guy steps up, and he's like this clean-cut sort of white dude in a sport coat. Yeah. It's just kind of big. He goes, I don't need this bullshit introduction. My name is Kruger from New York. You know my reputation. Just tell me who you want, and he'll be mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it seems like they're competing for the job, but they end up teamed up together. Oh yeah, and like, but even after the insult, they're actually like working together. Like it's yeah. not even like whoever brings them me young yeah, no, first. It's like no, we're tag teaming. Yes, this. right. But so okay, the 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 main cocaine guy, he's he says basically, I don't care about the money. I just want to teach them a lesson. Like what in the fuck? Like what kind of dumb was a cocaine businessman yeah. are you? You sold them four ounces of cocaine and <laughs> you made a hundred and fifty million dollars from it, and you don't care. I mean, I, 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 the only thing I will say is like that's classic bad guy of like I, you know, I care about more, more about my reputation because that's inconsequential to all this money I have over here. Uh, yeah. Even though nothing about his place or anything is like I am living the you no. know the Scarface lifestyle. Here. I mean, he could have bought. Lots more mahogany stuff sure. with all that cash that he yeah. just lost. You could just like buy the redwood f- forest and just right. like make. They're furniture. in California. They could just, <laughs> just like, cut down that tree and make me a coffee table. I'm yeah. sure someone has the hole that they cut out of that one tree. Yeah. You could probably just buy that. <laughs> it's like just make the Game of Thrones <laughs> chair. Yeah, yeah. make the, the the throne, uh-huh. if you will. Yeah, that there's a game the about mahogany throne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm. Yeah. I don't know how it gets from that scene to the warehouse. It really doesn't matter. It's just like we see them like they're they're just totally working together and they I don't understand what kind of like martial arts sense they had, but they ended up at Chan's little dojo place with his gang. Correct. And they like they basically just like I love it. They're like they walk in the door. And they're all like, what the fuck are these guys? And they all kind of like walk up like, can we help you? And it's just like it's immediately <laughs> like ask it, ask it, ask it, ask it. And they just like take down like four dudes. Yeah. And then they're like. They walk up like the New York dude just walks over to the punching bag. Is like yeah yeah yeah. And, like actually, I think ends up like, kicking the bag off the hanger he at does. the end. He does. And then it's like, then they're like, we just want to know where Young is. And it's like, well, a you could have led with that or the punching bag thing instead of like taking out four people. But they're just like, 
they just have this back and forth like tell me we're young and he's like and chan's like young's mine and they're like well we could like murder the rest of you like we did those four guys he's like fine i'll tell you where he is (laughs) my reward will be that justice is done whoever does it i don't care okay this scene doesn't make any sense because the motivation of this scene in any other movie is to get Chan to team up on Young's side. Right, exactly. He, yes. These these dudes come in, establish that they are dominant, and this gang is like, oh shit, we've got to. He, he's one of us. We have to go help him because these dudes mean business and fuck right. them. Well, we're like we're all Korean dudes right. or whatever, mm-hmm. and these are these are a, a white dude and a yeah, Japanese guy. This aggression will not stand. Right. I mean, isn't isn't that like basically the plot of? Uh, Fist of Fury, a.k.a. the Chinese connection sure. was at least here. Because, I mean, it was like they were having like a rival school thing. And it was like, oh, fuck these guys. Yeah. You know, like we got to team up. Yeah. 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 So you're thinking, OK, well, this is going to lead to Chan and his gang come at the end, save the day and everyone's friends and mm-hmm. friends forever. And In- dra- the, the song will, will <laughs> yeah. play as it should. Like, of, of course it will. Right. Dragon um, sound shows up. Yeah. So even though they go there to find out where Young is. Young, okay, so they go to the hangout where the dudes are, and they kidnap the three guys. Mm-hmm. And Young finds a note saying, "Give us back our money. Come, come to, the, to the three, the three fish, dragon or whatever. Three yeah. fish, yeah. Three and fish smoked fishery. Yeah, bring bring the money. Get your friends back. <laughs> so meanwhile, they've got these dudes tied to like the rafters, like way up off the ground, to where they can just all be punched right in the dick. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> they really they just go to town on these guys nards and they just punch these dudes nards into oblivion <laughs> oh, they're just he like roundhouse kicks the one dude yes in the nuts. yes nards <laughs> nards sorry <laughs> we started on nards thing we're doing well nards. you kick in the dick and you punch in the nards right <laughs> yeah. yes okay yeah. yeah yeah so man they beat the fuck out of these dudes nards <laughs> <laughs> it's only gonna get funnier the more you say nards <laughs> Yeah, to where they are, they are essentially removed from the film from the rest of the movie because they have had their nards so obliterated that they can no longer function as human beings. Right. Well, I mean, their their family trees fucked. Oh, absolutely. That, that bloodline, all their bloodlines, the bloodlines blood just you know dripping down dribbling, their legs. Yes, the bloodline is leaking all over the floor. Uh, I mean, if I had had my nards pummeled for half a day, I, I wouldn't be doing any helping. No, no, no. But yeah, so every time you see them throughout the rest of the film, they're just swinging, hanging, going, (laughs) I mean, occasionally my badge, which is on one of those retractable things, occasionally Uh that thing will swing back and and slap me in the nuts. I'm done. I'm done for the rest of the day. I got to go home. (laughs) My nards have been hit. (laughs) My nards are in shards. Uh, Yeah. I got a card to the nards. Yeah, Yeah, you card to the nards and you're in shards. God damn it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay. Bards will sing about <laughs> Yes, bards will sing about cards to the nerds. <laughs> so, Young shows up to this warehouse, this multi-tiered warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, now it's a game of death. Cheap, cheap-ass game it's of death. It's the cheapest-ass game of death you've ever fucking oh, yes. seen. Because, like, so he, he goes in, and there's some dudes, and... I, I, it's just, it's just, they're just like you're not get you're not going past us, and he's like yeah I am, and so he fucks them all up. Uh, he goes up a level, and he just he just whips around this whole floor like where what what is this empty floor what is this, and then like five dudes pop out from behind pillars mm-hmm. and form up 
and start just West Side Story. Oh yeah, yeah. They they straight up they they are the the Jets and the Sharks. Like 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 we're here. Yeah, we're gonna fuck you yeah. up. It's like Fosse, 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 Madonna. Yeah. So <laughs> they uh, wrong story. <laughs> they also get fucked up mm-hmm. um, one by one. Then he goes up one level and it's like an art gallery. Yeah, this this fish, <laughs> this fish place is the weirdest thing ever. The third floor is an art gallery. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the samurai guy is. Yep. And he's just like. Oh, also, he's taken the sigh from the back of his he car. Did, one yeah. sigh. Yes. He, only one, t- he did not yeah. take the second right. sigh. Because at the beginning, we see him with an empty briefcase and he mm-hmm. goes into the back to start putting money into it. And then he looks longingly at the money and then he's like. No, I'm keeping this fucking money <laughs> and puts it back in the car and just takes the sigh with him and tucks it into the back of his shirt. Oh, before we, I think it's, I think it's the floor before the Fosse gang where he get, he gets his first murder on. Cause like, I yes. think the first floor, like dude came at him with a whip and a pitchfork. Yes. Right? Like two dudes. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Two dudes. He as BJ them. said, looked like Alex Jones was in this movie twice. <laughs> right. yeah. He, uh, it was bearded and non-bearded. Alex, yeah. Alex Jones. Yeah. Like they're sitting around drinking beer. And he shows up, and one dude just Chuck Norris pours beer all over his head. And he's just like, "Come on, ah!" And that guy immediately gets dispatched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whip guy got got taken care of pretty quick, but yes. then Pitchfork guy, uh, he took the pitchfork from Pitchfork guy, and beat him, beat him, him up with it. Yeah, yeah, well, hit him with the the, the non pointy end for a minute. Then did the pointy into the neck, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm not going to murder you." And right. then that guy's so like, he, yeah, "So ah. he starts to walk away, and then guy comes back after him." And he just gets pitchforked he, right in the he gut. He gets murdered with a pitchfork. I mean, technically he murdered himself. He ran into the pitchfork. He did, yeah. 37 times. But, <laughs> but Young is now a murderer. Like, he can't go back to school. Right. <laughs> no. Well, he wanted to leave the country anyway, so hopefully the yeah. extradition rules in Korea are yeah. favorable. But anyway, so he gets yeah, up to the, the, art the art gallery, gallery. floor, mm-hmm. and Samurai Guy is there, and they have a Samurai sword versus sci-fi. Well, he did a Jackson Pollock on the floor before. <laughs> oh, yeah. in one color only, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a black light for that one. Yeah. Uh, so, so he fights that guy. Um, eventually, like, there's a lot of just, like, our weapons have, have tied together and we are battling with strength. Well, to well yeah, see he's, who will... he's, he's got the sword and he's battling it with the side. And it's yeah. like, and then he's like pushing it towards the guy's neck and he gets sliced in the chest or in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a, a, a the wound. <laughs> um, but eventually he kills the samurai guy. Mm-hmm. So now he's killed two people. Yep. So he gets up to the final level, which is where the guy from New York is. Oh, the final level? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he gets up there, which is where the three guys with their <laughs> shattered nards are still just hanging from ropes, just going, oh, God, please. So, and it's just the dude from New York by himself. Nards, he's like, I got this. Nards. Yeah. And at some point, they he yells at Young something, and Young shrieks out in like an E.T. voice saying something like, I'll live. <laughs> He's like, do you want to live or die? He's like, I'll live. Yeah, there's some more choice dialogue bits here that yeah. are really dumb. But and New York guy somehow gets like a cat of nine tails mm-hmm. I, he from got somewhere. The, he got the whip from the guy on the first floor. It just teleported up there and he smacks yeah. him in the face with it. It's more like a cat of nine tails. Yeah. But like, yeah, he gets the first one was like a bull whip. This is like, yeah, he's, he's yeah. got yeah. a but yeah, it hits him in the face, and now he's got a face wound. And then yep. he tries to hit him with it again, and he just grabs it and is like, no. And then they have kind of a slow motion fight back and forth for a while. It's not a terrible fight. It's not. No, it's not. No, I mean, it, they it, both have skills. They just aren't connecting, except a couple times where it looks like they absolutely connect. Again, you, I mean, they're very much copying Bruce Lee movies at this point. Yeah. Because, like, this was sort of like the 
that infamous like we had to do it in slow motion because they were so fast like they're going for that even though these guys aren't that level yeah you know but like they're slowing it down for that effect of like mm-hmm. if we don't put it in slow motion you're never going to see what they're doing is that good yeah but eventually like they fight for a while I'm, I'm not like discounting the fact that they fight but he basically ends the fight by kicking the dude in the kneecap which they have like a pretty good something in the dude's leg that looks like it, yeah. it dislodges yeah and yeah. then he's just like oh god my knee <laughs> yes. there are speaking of that there are a few points in this movie where they do some kind of gruesome shit like mm-hmm. a guy gets hit in the arm with a stick oh, right. which, oh, yeah. as a compound fracture yeah. or it chops his arm off yeah the half shirt guy gets yeah. like a wrist cut off yeah I totally forgot about that so yeah there was some dismemberment before the murder <laughs> murder yeah yeah. Which they just went about their way, like, yeah. huh, yeah. totally didn't commit a felony, la, la, la. <laughs> I was just disarming the guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, like, he finally defeats the guy from New York mm-hmm. uh, and cuts his friends down, who are all just like, oh, God, my balls. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he gets them all down to his car, and at some point, he, he had gone to see his mother in, a, in her, the club where she either worked or drank. And she's like, how dare you? And has security come and kick him out. And then hours later, she has now decided to go see what he wants. So, like, she goes home looking for him. Well, she, then she goes to, like, his, his dojo and sees the, I guess, sees the note because it leads her to here. Yeah. And, but this is when, like, it, it, somehow Chan ends up with her. Right. Well, Chan, well, Chan and, and, and uh, as I think we said, is, like, sort of like the amalgamation gang. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's a couple of members from all the gangs they defeated over the course of this movie. Basically, yeah. Just it's sort like of 20 dudes at the end. And then, like, she's just, like, getting in their face, like, how dare you? Like, you leave my son alone. Look at him. He's hurt. And then, like, they just take her and push her. And she, I mean, yeah. push her into a brick wall. Well, she's, like, they push tw- her into warp speed. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, 12 feet away. She continues, like... <laughs> <laughs> An object in motion stays yeah, in motion. I was going to say, it's, a, it's, it, it, it's, it's like her own inertia. It's just like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to continue running into the, yeah. the brick wall. She runs like, face first into the brick and wall. And then there's a comical, like, yeah. just falls over backwards. And yeah. then he's like, how dare you hit my mother? And then this just becomes like a fight. Like, well, but, like mostly just Chan versus Young yeah, at this point. Right before this, Tony gets a phone call because mm-hmm. Tony's at home doing his homework. Right. I don't know what the phone call is, but the phone call is just basically, you got to get over there because they're going to murder Young. So he's on his way there. So yeah, now it's Chan versus Young, and um, like a like one white guy in the gang is like, "Ha ha, I got a stick, and I'm gonna beat you with it." Ha ha, punch. Ha ha, punch. And then he takes the other side out of the back of the the car and stabs this white guy with it. And, and it's, it's just, a long stab. Yeah, it's it's a protract- he murders this. It's man. a protracted sigh. <laughs> yes. So uh, he has killed this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is at this point that Young. Or, or Chan pulls out a knife and just stabs Young in the gut and just starts slicing his gut open. Oh, yeah. And you're like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> this Surprising has escalated gore. quickly. Yeah. This is still about $5 and Tony not joining his gang. Right. <laughs> and but, it, maybe thinking about boning his sister, I guess. But. Yeah. But Young didn't. Young had nothing oh, to that's do true. with yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and so, like, I was like, okay, well, he's going to die and then... Uh, Tony. Tony Tony is going to have to like come in and kick everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. But Young's not done yet. No. He just like he, he he has a nice hero shot, <laughs> rips his he shirt Hulk, apart. He Hulk Hogan's his shirt off. Pulls it down. We don't say those words oh, anymore. Sorry. Rips his shirt apart like a wrestler. Yes. Um, pulls it down around his waist and then ties his guts in <laughs> yes. with his shirt. Is like he's like, come on, it's on, motherfucker. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he holds his own for a while until he gets stabbed with a sigh in the back of the head. Well, fighting takes guts. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he gets stabbed. <laughs> so like, you gotta hold him in. Yeah. yeah. He gets stabbed like five more times with the knife, and then so it's obvious one of those like trick knives that's had a right. a little paint job. Yes. Um. So like when you when you quote unquote stab somebody the the yeah. blade slides into the hilt. Yeah. And you can see Chan. Sorry, I'm having a hard time remembering these guys' names. Uh, you can see Chan at one point stab him in the back, right. and then his hand slides like halfway across his back, yeah. and then he pulls the knife out and then stabs him again. Yeah. Uh, and this but is he like gets a fourth. weird, like, the movie goes into super-duper weird dimension 3D slow motion. Yeah, he, gets, like, he gets a bunch of stabbies in the back. Yeah. So, like, and this is, like, right when Tony gets there. And yes. Tony's like what and he like he looks he look, he sees like young is basically dead and he looks and sees that the mom is for some reason basically dead even though she all she did was run into a well, wall like he goes he shakes her a little bit and she's like huh what oh i was asleep at all. yeah so i was so drunk i didn't feel a thing yeah right <laughs> so he's just like oh no come on i gotta kill you now chan so chan stabs tony like six times in the leg mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Cuts like his Achilles once, and then stabs him a bunch. And in the there's leg actually after like a little during the blood fight. fountain out of his yeah, leg. Yeah, at yes. one point there's just this fountain of blood shooting out of his leg. Um, how, does, yeah, how but, does he actually? Does he murder Chan? He does murder Chan. He right? does. Yeah, but he murders how? Chan. I don't know. <laughs> I think that would be important that we might someone yeah. here might remember. It's it. literally the most recent event. Uh, no, he's, it's nothing. He just oh, he beats him over the head with the stick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he just cracks him over the yeah. head so hard. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he had the little. Uh, yeah, he had blood on his forehead and yeah. had that mm-hmm. prosthesis. Yeah. Okay, thing. that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he just cracks him over the head with the stick. He goes down. And then Tony just kind of limps over. And all of his gang fucks off. Like, the gang never did anything. The, no. guy, the guys that showed up with him were just like, well, we're yeah. here to watch. Never mind the fact that the three dudes with shattered nards are still in the back of the car, <laughs> haven't moved. Like, they have been, they are out for the count. They just, no nards can't help you. So, Tony crawls over to, to Young and is like, oh no, my friend. And reaches over for his mom, manages to wake her up to where she's like, oh no, my son, brother, whoever this character is, Young. And they go over to him, and at some point, out of his pocket has flown his newly acquired passport. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to tell him, like, backseat, car, money. Yeah. And he just, bleh. Mm-hmm. And, like, the sun is coming up, and the camera kind of slowly pulls back. And, well, it, it, it goes over to the passport first, and you see it kind of fluttering in the breeze. Yeah. And then it just, it, it pulls out, and the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck ending is this? For, forget it, Jake. <laughs> it's Koreans in Chinatown. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> this? No! <laughs> this is what? Never go to L.A. <laughs> you will uh, die. No. Well, you, you can die. go to I mean, L.A. That's... Just don't try to do street fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get involved with street yeah, high well, school street toughs or bounties from Korea like, Don't do anything with high bounties either. Street toughs. <laughs> yes, you heard me. L.A. high school street toughs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing in L.A. It's rough in some parts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this movie's over. Yeah, it is. It's fucking nuts. No, it's not. It's, it's nards. nards. No, it's yeah. nards. It's fucking nards. Yeah, it's absolutely nards. Uh, shattered nards. Shattered nards. I don't know, man. This fucking movie. Yeah. It broke it me. I'm yeah. fucking broken. It's, it's, it's a thing. Chuck, I need to tell you something about <laughs> <laughs> LA Street Fighters. Yeah. Please don't be mad at L.A. Street Fighters. <laughs> oh, I, you know, honestly, there, there's no way I, I could be mad about this. There's there's a lot of it that's real bad and a lot of stuff 
that would typically make me angry at a movie, like all of the dark scenes that you can't see a fucking thing in. And <laughs> yeah, all right, you have the spreadsheets and stuff pulled up. I don't normally do this, but I would like to know what we rated Miami Connection. A because I feel like well, we were coming in a little bit after the zeitgeist had already started to hit, yeah, and are. I feel like I feel like we might have been negative on it because we were like, we've seen so many better things. Why is this the one everyone's touting? We weren't. But, Okay, one, we weren't high on it for that reason. Two, right. we had just watched Max Magician and the Legend of the Rings. Duh. Duh. <laughs> so we were like, fuck that. Max Magician is so much better than Miami Connection. Mm-hmm. Miami Connection got ones and twos. You gave it a oh, one. Wow. The, the rest of us gave it twos. Mm. We were like, I get it. I see why this is a thing. But like, it's it, and it did. It had long scenes of nothing where it's just like they're in the computer lab doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was for people who went to that college to reminisce about. Oh, yeah, I walked yeah. in that computer lab. I've been there. It was Mackie's movie. Basically, mm-hmm. he was like, I've been to that campus. Well, I, I literally walked the part where they had one of their quad fights. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't go to that school, but I had to go to that school. Right. To use their that was library the one supplies. that was shot it's in UCF. Orlando. Yeah. 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 Which was another weird thing is that there was really no Miami connection. It was all in Orlando. Also, like that, like this one at least was shot in L.A. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I like that. There's quotes about YK Kim where he's like, "I'd like to thank the University of Florida." It's like, dude, you don't even know what fucking school you're at. (laughs) Yep, University of Florida is a totally different school. (laughs) Yep, it's not Orlando. It's not Miami. It's not. It's no, especially far from Miami. Yeah. So anyway, you gave it a one. The rest of us gave it two. I I I just I wanted to refer back because I have a feeling I'm going to rate this higher. Yeah. I still think Miami connection is like probably slightly better made and a little bit more cohesive even if it's just as stupid well and he learned he learned a little bit but <laughs> yeah it's miami connection is definitely better yeah i mean i just feel like it's most of it was trying to was shot during the day which helps automatically when you're doing this gorilla no sound filmmaking thing right, right. you know so you don't have to worry about trying to light night scenes or yeah. not light night scenes right. um so I'm just I'm giving that that caveat. I don't think this is better than Miami Connection. It's probably just about to get a better rating mm-hmm. given time and everything else. Sure. Perspective. Right. Okay. I think I'm gonna give this three jocks. Okay. Um <laughs> This is a very, very badly made movie. Yeah, absolutely. So you is. have to understand that. Like yep. any anything positive I'm saying is similar to the Banffcast extra that we just recorded, which will be on the main feed sometime in the future with the Crow Four right. Wicked Prayer. Mm, wicked. Um but like <laughs> This is almost as badly made as that. <laughs> Maybe, this is worse. This is probably worse made. Yeah, yes. actually. Um, yes. It doesn't have all that like, you know, 2000s whoosh. Yes. Bullshit no swooshy whooshy. But like this movie is nuts. <laughs> it's nards. nards. I'm sorry. It's nards. <laughs> um, there are funny lines that mean nothing. There's entire side plots a la the room that mean nothing. Yeah. Like there's no reason for it to be in school with a bunch of 40 year olds. There's no reason for a 40 year old dude to have a mom who's like maybe a two years older than him. Right. There's a whole lot of dumb in this. Yep. But there's some good fight scenes and some of that dumb is really fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's I- young. It's dumb. And it's full of fun. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Box uh, quote. <laughs> just can't get away from the nards. <laughs> Uh, I'm also giving it three jocks. I I giggled all the way through this thing because it's so bad. Um, it, yes, make no mistake. This is not a well-made motion picture. It is barely a motion picture. It is like you had fight scenes and dudes who could fight, and then you strung it together with absolute total bullshit. <laughs> like, they use this same shot of these two guys in a car pulling up to a street corner somewhere. To- oh, pulling up to the alley uh, where... Yeah. <laughs> Someone lives Young off lives. this alley. Yeah. And they used that shot, I don't know, 12 times. Because um, there was a different alley when they were pulling up to the hangout. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they use both of those shots yeah. multiple times each. Nothing in this movie makes sense. It takes place in one of those universes that is not reality. Uh, I, I just loved that when the samurai dude showed up, one of you said out loud, it, no, not another gang. It's too late for that. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not yeah. another gang. <laughs> well, yeah, because they introduced like 50 gangs. And this was, there were like 20 minutes left in the movie. And I was like, I cannot, I, if there's another gang in this movie, I'm done. Yeah, just no, absolutely not. So I just, this constant of just like, these guys are just kind of fun-loving guys, and then every once in a while they do something completely reprehensible, and it's like, well, they're fun-loving criminals. I, they weren't really though. Like they saved the dude from his schoolyard beatdown by having an LA street fight, mm-hmm. and then everything's fine until they start menacing girls who he thinks are hookers, and then it's like everything's fine again. And then he's like, "I'm gonna steal the cocaine money," and it's like, "No, dude, no." <laughs> well, okay. Stealing the cocaine money is not necessarily morally reprehensible. No. I mean, he does say a line something like it was dirty money. Yeah, but he, it's like yeah, he okay. said to um he said to He said to the New York guy towards Ru- the end. Rutger. Ruger. Yeah, Ruger. Rutger Ruger. Rygar. <laughs> Rutger Hauer. Yeah. He says to Rygar, he's like, It was dirty money anyway. I was going to use it to do good. Yeah. And, and the guy's like, be that as it may. <laughs> yes, he says, be that as it may. You will still die now. <laughs> you will still die on this day. Your nards will also be shattered by me. <laughs> Your nards will be mine. So I went three jocks. <laughs> I, okay, I'll give it three jocks, too. I, I was, I was going to give it two, but honestly, we had a lot of fun. Like, yeah. This is one of those... <laughs> And I guess Miami Connection is too. And I think we would have rated Miami Connection better had we had more time or had we beat the zeitgeist. Um, yeah. But be that as it may. Um, <laughs> we, we just all came to that consensus of like, it's fine. However, all these other movies that nobody, like we had already seen Order of the Black Eagle. And we're like, yeah. where the fuck is, give that a goddamn, d- discover right. this, put it on Blu-ray. Holy shit. Yeah. Like yeah. that's so much better and nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the, the hype had worn us out, I guess, about, uh, about that time. Mm-hmm. A perfect this example is... of why we try not to do the things that everyone's talking about. Right. right. Yeah. I think um, that one hit us right at the time. Where oh, I was yeah. just like, guys, shut up. I about guess we Miami have to connection. do this because yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, God damn it. And also like, we're not always looking out for what everybody else is looking out for. We right. have somewhat different tastes, but this movie fulfills a lot of our criteria. Like they think that they're making you can tell that they think they're making something that's real mm-hmm. like, well this guy went through his whole life apparently delusional i don't <laughs> right, know what yeah. i don't know what is like you know movies of the last few years or when he stopped making movies if they eventually became you know cohesive, cohesive? Yeah, yeah i mean but certainly not making them yeah yeah and like i said i think he had 10 years before this he was still making yeah. shit. he was making he made a lot of movies yeah see so, yeah you can tell that they're like they're all committed they're all committed to making this movie. And that was the case for Miami Connection, too. But mm-hmm. there's so much doofy stuff in this. And like, <laughs> like I said, we, we had a ton of fun with it in the studio. You will also have a ton of fun watching this movie wherever you can find it. I don't know if it's on DVD or... Uh, it's on a couple of digital services and standard def. 
there's a high def yeah. print of it on on YouTube that maybe you can get to before it gets pulled. Right. It's not readily available. And but... I think it aired on MGM HD. Yeah. So it may air on MGM HD again. Yes. So I mean, I feel like we keep talking about MGM HD or keep seeing things that have they been, have the library they of seem, shit we like. Right. <laughs> when, when have we not talked about MGM being the best for movies right. that we like to do? But yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying yeah. that we're not shilling for it or anything no. but just keep an eye like honestly keep an eye out on mgm hd just set your dvr to record it all the time i guess mm-hmm. um we ain't getting paid they, by mgm because no. <laughs> mgm's not getting any money right unless it's james bond right well they did just say that they're gonna start mining the back catalog of mgm for right so oh, yeah the research brothers are gonna make yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna do that again where they They've already done that once. Yeah. War Games, Red Dawn, all those things. They're just going to do it again. Right. Just with all the MGM stuff. Right. But No, that was the... the they, oh, the, were, were those MGM yeah. as well? Okay, well, so... Roadhouse. I mean, like, all these Roadhouse. things that got dumb sequels 20 years after the fact. MGM already went through this process once. Oh, yeah. I remember finding Roadhouse 2 in a Walmart or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, Three Jocks, it's, it's pretty good. I don't know. Let's take a break. Yeah. Yeah. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey Bamfcast. Bamfcast. It's second half time. Yeah, right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All let's right. Do, all right, let's do it. Yeah, you look tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think BJ and I both saw theater movies. Okay. We did. But uh, I think mine came out this week, so I'll go first. And I already talked about, I think, what I we were going to talk this about. This week, like... Uh, on the Bamfcast. Yeah. <laughs> this We, we watch ourselves a quote about it. Okay, we'll talk about your movie. All right. I won't be. I won't. I don't have a whole lot to say. Uh, I went to Shazam because Shazam. I see. Shazam. I see superhero movies. Yes, I believe that came out one week before my movie. Yeah. All right. After. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thus, making it newer. One week before my movie in the reverse timeline. That's right. what I meant. Okay. I, I was on sure. reverse timeline. Oh, Sorry. you're doing right. the reverse flash thing. It's yeah, a different that makes DC sense. thing. Oh. No, it's, it's just a weird Chuck Tingleverse thing. Mm, okay. Um. Yeah. Shazam. Uh. So. Uh, I apparently I only really realized this by reading just before Shazam and the fact that like they, they dropped that Joker trailer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. DC is essentially given up on a shared universe. Yes. Like they're just like, fuck it. We're just making movies. If they connect, they connect. If not, we're not setting out to set. We're not making a, an MCU clone. Anymore. I think that's smart. It's smart ish. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. It's because... unfortunate because they have like they have at least two or three people on their payroll that they could put in charge to helm the whole thing like Kevin Feige does over on Marvel's side. Yes. But that's beside the point. I don't really want to talk about that. All right. But Shazam, uh, the latest in the not necessarily connected DCEU. I don't know. It's whatever their damn thumb It's thing a DC is. movie. Yeah, it's a DC movie. Um, so at this point, I've gone into all DC movies with like not much hope. <laughs> like I'm just like expectations super low. Um, you know, Wonder Woman was... Wonder Woman and it's mostly really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably enjoyed Aquaman way more than I thought I would because I my expectations were basically zero on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, like, I was like, all right, maybe this might be okay. So I, I my expectations went up just a little bit by people going like, Shazam's really good. Shazam's okay. It's it's <laughs> I mean it's it's fine. I mean I guess if you have 
a great connection to that character, there might be more for you to get. But I feel like with Aquaman and Wonder Woman and stuff, it's like I have seen them in things. I know what their their deal is. Let's 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 see a whole movie about it. Mm-hmm. Shazam was kind of like I have some awareness of who he is, and I understand it's a little kid that turns into a full grown man, and that's about the end of my knowledge. And and maybe someday he's supposed to fight Black Adam, who's going to be played by The Rock. Correct. Um, the only continued hope of that is Dwayne Johnson is, is a producer on this movie. So I was like, well, maybe that's still actually happening. We don't he's know. He's been on Instagram saying it is happening. This is happening. Okay, fine. Um, again, it's fine. It, like, I feel like even if they're not intentionally doing it, they are still sort of copying Marvel movies. Like every every DC movie I've seen, it's like, well, that was clearly like, let's do like that was successful for Marvel. So let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they need to get to their own voice and I still feel like it hasn't happened because this was very much this played a lot like Spider-Man Homecoming, you Mm -hmm. know, where it's like, hey, it's the wacky friend who makes jokes and stuff and I've got to deal with that and I can't let this person know that I've got this, but this person knows and then eventually everyone will know and blah, blah, blah and things happen. Okay. Um, (laughs) Even to the point that like it's so much like Spider-Man Homecoming that it's like his little sidekick kid guy is like is he a chunky asian boy no he's he's the (laughs) he's the guy in the trailer the 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 guy with the crutches Mm -hmm. you know but it's like he's the guy who knows everything about superheroes despite this other guy who knows nothing about superheroes becoming one so he's got to be the like you need a catchphrase you need this name and i'll come up with all these dumb names and stuff like that before we settle on something Mm -hmm. so it's like it works mostly i'm not like all this is going to sound like i think it's bad it's not bad it's just it's it's watchable and it's it's just if this wasn't a dc character this would be sadly it would be like on the same level like forgettability i think if if it would like my super ex-girlfriend or whatever the fuck will smith's superhero movie that wasn't a licensed thing was oh uh, hancock yeah i mean it's just like hancock's i mean it's it's a it's a family movie you know it's not like hancock got dirty and (laughs) i think i think my my super ex-girlfriend did too i mean but you know like i said if, if it wasn't if it wasn't Captain Marvel or Shazam or whatever we want to call him, mm-hmm. um, then I think this would just be like one of those movies was like, that was cute. And I, in, in two weeks, I will never think of this ever again. Like Hancock, like I had to struggle to think of what the name of it was, <laughs> right. you know, so I get it. Like if, you know, if you have some connection to him, you're, you're going to get more out of it. For me, it was just like, that was acceptable. And I, I chuckled once or twice mm-hmm. at a thing. And I always like seeing Mark Strong be a bad guy. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing, like, ultimately, and this is going to sound so super nitpicky, but from the moment they announced they were making this movie, and it felt like they were like, we're making we're making a movie called Shazam because we got to set up Black Adam eventually because we already announced that like three years ago that mm-hmm. we we're going to get the rock to do this. Mm-hmm. And then it just felt like we've got to shit this movie out so that it's in theaters the same time as, as Marvel's Captain Marvel just to fuck with them in some weird way because we've had this beef with that character name for forever. Right. Um, but they were late. I know. Well, they were a little late, but I'm saying like they were a billion dollars late. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, like I said, I feel like there's some petty person over at DC, like just trying to to beat Marvel. And that's not how you beat anybody. You've got to do your own thing and hope it turns out better. But also, if I may interject, Mm -hmm. 99% of people out there have no fucking idea what that that's Captain Marvel. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is so petty that it's stupid. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just pointing that out that like it felt like they rushed this movie so that it would be in theaters the same time Marvel's Captain Marvel was out as well. Right. Down to the pack, fact that 
I didn't I didn't catch this in the trailers because it's not shown particularly well or for very long. Mm-hmm. Shazam, the titular Shazam, not Zachary Levi, right. Captain Marvel Shazam, mm-hmm. the guy he gets his powers from is Jimon Hansu. Oh, who was in fucking Captain Marvel? Right. Yes. <laughs> like I was just like when that ha- when that happened, and I was like when I realized who it was, was I was just like not to him. <laughs> I was just like to the general royal. I was like fuck you <laughs> i was just like like if this if this didn't feel petty enough it's like you literally went and cast somebody who's in the other movie right and i was just like not to him like i said i held no ill will to him because it's a paycheck for him but it's yeah. like i was just like fuck you somebody did that on purpose <laughs> and i just it it it, it just kind of soured me from the get-go where like again like i said i've tried not to be one of those people that like one leap of logic or whatever and i was like fuck everything about this movie but like right. i was already on that like ah, oh, this just feels like they shat this movie out to be out in time yeah and you know like i don't know just when i saw him and i was like oh god damn it but (laughs) there's a couple funny jokes and and there's like there's lots of reference to other dc shit throughout because like the guy's just constantly like the the superhero obsessed kid is like he literally like has a bullet that was fired at superman and you know like in a certificate of authenticity little baggie and stuff and he's got a replica batarang from the Zack Snyder verse bat style Batman and okay. you know like all this stuff and it's just like and he's like he's constantly wearing like Aquaman and Wonder Woman t-shirts and stuff like that so it's like there are p- parts of it that are cute in a sort of meta way it's just it's not handled particularly deftly you know it's it yeah, just okay. feels kind of rushed and I gotta say it's like it's another one of the um, people who grew up making movies under the James Wan umbrella of horror movies mm-hmm. you know, he did lights out in one of the damn annabelle movies or whatever um compared to the dude that made upgrade no no, no. <laughs> like upgrades amazing and this is <laughs> like yeah this is fine i didn't hate it i mean i'd still like if you know if you're remotely interested it's it's worth watching but it's yeah it's better than suicide squad and i'm one of the people who's like suicide not that squad's not that bad you okay know? and but it's better than that like i just still think like it, it, for me, I know this is going to sound weird because I know like everyone went crazy over Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman was got so terribly derivative of Captain America by the end that it was like for me, it would go Aquaman, Wonder Woman, then this, okay. you know, in the sense, po- sense Man, Man of Steel era of DC movies. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. BJ, do you mind if I talk about my movie because it directly ties into his movie? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay, great. Uh, so I watched Aquaman. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed Aquaman. I didn't love Aquaman. So here's my thing. I I really liked Justice League Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's basically Thor, which is fine. Water Thor. Yeah, it, that's basically what he is. He's Water Thor, and he's literally fish out of water, you know, dealing with things that aren't quite clear to him. Mm-hmm. And he's having a good time doing it. So I enjoyed that. And the first few bits of Aquaman are that. Um, like when when he, the whole submarine scene, mm-hmm. that's that's Aqua, That's what I want from Aquaman. When it dives into the whole Atlantis stuff, I, I still liked it, but it went in a direction I wasn't necessarily super stoked about. I, was, I, I realized it had to go that direction because mm-hmm. it's an origin story and you got to get all that shit out. Um, 
it just becomes silly. And I mean, not in a way where I was just like, this is silly and it sucks. It's just silly. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'm see, that's the thing is like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it too. It just was, it didn't hit me as much as like that fight on that submarine. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like if this is the opening scene, holy shit, this is going to be great. And then the rest of it was different. Good. Instead of that. Um, I, I like all the CG stuff, like the, 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 the imagination and the, just the, sheer electrical power it took to create two-thirds of that movie is impressive as shit mm-hmm. it just really is like fucking dragon seahorses and and crazy krakens and you know underwater kaiju crab monsters and shit i mean it's like every time a new thing would show up you're like what the fuck is this now we're in the land of the prawns like what what is what it, what and you know the the guy from shazam is in this too is that's one of the things um so I mean, I, I was still on board with Aquaman by the end of it. It I just wasn't it wasn't hitting me as much as all the Aquaman stuff in Justice League and that opening scene. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like the Black Banta stuff. It, it, it seemed to be weaving in and out of a movie it had no business being in. Sure. It was like you're now it's time for this, but we've got to deal with all this other shit. And that character doesn't seem to get its due. It's like this character should be bigger. Mm-hmm. And it it's like you have this origin story for him. And then it just becomes kind of this when he gets the suit, you're like, okay, I explain they explain why his suit kind of looks silly, but man, it looks it doesn't look right in reality. I understand why it looks like that because it's trying to be true to the comic, mm-hmm. but in the real world the suit looks goofy. Sure. And like when he shows up two thirds of the way into the movie to do his big action scene, it's like, no, we don't have time for you. We've got all this other crazy shit going on. Yeah. Um that being said, there are some goofy ass gags in that movie. The whole like when when they're about to do the the gladiator, which is basically the the it's almost the Thor Ragnarok, you know, Thor versus Hulk gladi- mm-hmm. gladiatorial battle scene. Uh, the octopus in there playing drums is just the that's the best dumbest gag. It's just an octopus See, just right. banging on drums. So this may be an unpopular opinion, but I feel like how DC could differentiate itself from Marvel mm-hmm. and why I think. 90% of the time the Arrowverse stuff works yeah. is because they lean into this is fucking goofy. Yeah. And like that's the thing about like I'm not saying Marvel is 100% serious like down to earth like doesn't not that there's not a billion things you could point to in Marvel that are absolutely goofy throughout their history of comics mm-hmm. but DC has historically just been goofier if you try to look at it from a real world world perspective. Right. Like just historically I mean you have a giant sentient gorilla that can telepathically talk to people yeah. you have a giant i'm naming flash villains at this point you have a giant talking shark you know like there's like there is there's a cheetah woman you know there's there's all kinds of stupid shit there's swamp thing for god's fucking sake it's like yeah. dc is full of goofy ass shit yeah and i feel like the way you make it work is you lean into it yes and you just say like that's why the grimdark stuff just absolutely doesn't work that's why i mean Batman, it can work because you know he's done you know billion noir style Dark Knight Returns stuff. Uh-huh. It's you can make Batman dark and it doesn't take away from it totally. But yeah. the second they try to make Superman, the man of who gets his power from the sun, <laughs> the majority of it take place <laughs> at night. It was like yeah. the fuck are you doing? Right, you know, like it's like he's the light to Batman's dark, and yes. like you know you've got to understand this. Yeah, and they just need to lean into like. I'm not saying I want him to make the movies, and obviously you know it'd be on a whole different scale, but like. Greg Berlanti, who runs the Arrowverse stuff, should be running the DC Universe stuff. If not, 
Bruce Tim, who ran all the amazing animated things, mm-hmm. is probably still on your payroll. Let him be the put the two of them together and let them bounce ideas off because it's like I feel like that between them they could make a cohesive universe that yeah. works. But you've got to lean into the goofy. Like you've got to say like, yeah, Black Manta looks weird in mm-hmm. real in in real life, but here he is with yep. his giant dome helmet and laser eyes and everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Aquaman talks to fucking fish. He should be riding around in dolphins with a, you know, like that thing or the flying fish, like the, the famous yep. one where he's like water skiing the flying fish. Like, just fucking do that shit. Yep. Like, lean the fuck into it. I will say for like as much as Justice League tried to make it sound stupid that he talks to fish, mm-hmm. this movie makes it fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Like the whole like just the scene of him in the aquarium as a little kid is like, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a cool power to have. Yep. You, you've instantly showed me why Aquaman's power is cool. Um, which then comes into play later. Uh, I, I just, I fucking love that Dolph is in this and I love that he's in this as much as he's in this. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the cast for this is kind of nuts when you look at it. Yeah. I I think maybe the only weak link is Patrick Wilson. I don't think he's evil enough to be as evil as his character is supposed to be because most of the time his character just ends up standing somewhere going, and it's like, oh, come on. (laughs) Yeah. They they probably could have cast that better. I mean, he's smart evil, but the mm-hmm. movie wants him to be like brute evil, and that doesn't work. Sure, he's he's supposed to be like conniving evil, and it just doesn't come across that way. Yeah, I'm not like I said. I this is all on a weird scale because like I really liked Aquaman, but like it's. I mean, I will admit it that it's probably if you were ranking him against Marvel movies, it would definitely be in the bottom third. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. that's the weird thing is like. You know, it's just like you take the the worst Marvel movies. It's still probably not as good as those. Yeah, I mean, like even even some of the lamer Marvel movies still have like a dramatic weight to them, where you're like, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about this world. Whereas an Aquaman, I was just like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's dumb because it feels like they're leaning back into the grim stuff with the Joker movie. You know, like I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he I, I have all kinds of mixed reactions to that joker trailer and the fact that it exists and but i don't want to get into it it's fine as a self-contained thing i mean like you're one of your assumptions was dead on about something in that movie so i mean i see what they're trying to do uh but yeah i, I don't i mean it like i said if they're doing one-off standalone things that's fine sure. building a universe around that version of the joker would never ever fly just not gonna happen oh yeah I, I can handle Joaquin Phoenix's weirdness for one film. I can't handle it for an ongoing thing. Like it's his brand of weirdness is like I can stand a movie with him every once every two years. I don't I don't understand again why they feel they have to reinvent the Joker. Like why they don't again. Well, no, I mean, like not that it's just like, I mean, he thought Ledger's Joker was a paradigm shift. You know, it was a different take on it all. And it kind of quote unquote blew us all away, mm-hmm. you know, from Jack Nicholson's almost classic Cesar Romero style Joker. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, he was, it well, was even Nicholson's was, it was, was dark. It was, I mean, yeah, it, was it was darker. Way different than I'm saying like, it, it was still the like, haha, jokey. Like, yeah, I just, I'm just a sociopath and I don't realize, you know, what I'm doing is wrong or whatever thing it is. But then it's like, then you get into the Jared Leto thing and it's like, okay, well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a version. I mean, I guess, you know, but like why they're afraid to do, the classic, like, why does he have to look like, you know, like he just escaped from Arkham? You know, like, why does, why, why can't he be all like dapper, he dapper be, clown face guy? Yeah. You know, like just normal Joker. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> Somebody said this, I think, on on Twitter or maybe maybe I saw it on Reddit. Um, but they should just have him. 
should have just had him go full Caesar Romero, like makeup over the mustache. Yeah. I think that was in Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I'm just saying, like, I, mean, I don't understand why they don't just like lean back into the original Joker style. Because everybody's still so busy jerking themselves off over Heath Ledger Joker. But I mean, unfortunately, you're not getting that again. I mean, right? But I mean, stop trying to redo it. You know, like. But everybody's. I, I think I they they just maybe someone was like, we've never done a full blown origin story for the Joker. That's that just <laughs> and that, I, that's I understand in, that's that inherently in an, wrong. I understand in itself. He just he's just there. Yeah. Um, but a studio person was like, hey, <laughs> I. So I think Heath Ledger Ledger's Joker, like his acting in that was really 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 good sure but i don't like that character like i don't like that as the joker that i don't think should have been the joker it should have just put a different villain the joker is not like that for me but that's my own personal batman you know preference my own personal (laughs) batman Yeah. yeah um Especially I, I, since I grew up, you know, with Cesar Romero Joker yeah. and him being like just a fucking goofball. I, I um, think when they shifted, they were like, we need to do one off stories, but we can't just do let's do a one off story about the the gorilla. You know, they have to do one off stories connected well, to something bigger. What about a one off story about Calendar Man? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing is like, do you know how deep the DC rogues gallery is and how much more? There's a billion stupid Things that's, they could do. That's what I'm saying. But th- they wanted to do something one off, but still have it be connected to something huge that someone off the street will go. Yeah, I know what that is. How about the penguin? Yeah, we haven't had a the penguin in how long? Since 92. We, we haven't ever had the penguin. Shut up. Batman no, Returns is I awesome. Not Batman Returns up. is awesome. A, <laughs> go to hell. Batman Returns is awesome. <laughs> B, be the Batman 66 movie has a fucking penguin. Okay, fine. Yes, there Burgess is Meredith. Burgess Meredith penguin. Fine. I was talking about fucking movies. And I'm that not, was a movie. It was a movie. But it, that movie makes zero sense without the TV show before it. You make zero sense. <laughs> Boom. The, no, the penguin in that is pretty self-explanatory. He's a guy with gadgets on his umbrella. He's got a penguin shaped submarine. He's got penguin friends. He's the penguin. Easy. He's got a fancy you don't, cigarette holder. You don't need all the, you know, uh, cobble pot backstory and shit you see a guy dressed like a penguin he's called the penguin you know he's the penguin yeah well then why make a movie <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i'm saying you don't need a lot of like you don't need setup in the batman 66 the movie to go oh okay that dude's gimmick is he's the penguin you can explore all of that in, a, in another movie like we did in batman returns which was pretty good um some would say great but you could do a you could do a one-off with the penguin yeah. uh Danny DeVito is still available. Yeah. Danny DeVito is probably even more <laughs> lunatic penguiny these days. Yeah. He busted out the top hat for, for Dumbo. I'll yeah. tell you a character <laughs> that would make a good standalone movie. Your mother. Solomon Grundy. Comic fans know the shit out of that. I'm just saying like that. that Regular could, folks. That would be an interesting like full blown origin story movie thing. I don't know anything about Solomon Grundy, but He's I do know. He's a big old zombie. Okay. I know him from the video game from Arkham Asylum. Like zombie zombie or just like messed up dude? Basically, I mean, came back from the dead through chemicals and shit, but yeah. Okay. What about... Uh Thank you for explaining to me more about Solomon Grundy than anybody else has in 37 years. In one sentence. Mm -hmm. You're amazing. What about a what? Catwoman movie. Never heard of her. 
Come on. It would I mean, be if, great. They made, if they made an actual Catwoman movie, <laughs> sure. I know. You she's know not Catwoman. I don't, I don't think Michelle Pfeiffer is going to redo her character. Probably. Halle Berry is out. Uh, Anne Hathaway is available. Dina Meyer. Dina Meyer would make a good Catwoman. She's a she's, bit aged. She's now. old. And also she was um, Oracle. She was on Birds of Prey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I believe she played Oracle. She's AKA in Barbara amazing Gordon. shape and she looks great. I think she'd make a wonderful Okay. Well, I'm just I was going deep down the DC knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I know she yeah. was on that short lived television show. But Jaimon Hansu's been in eighty seven movies this year, so That's true. <laughs> Most two of them named Captain Marvel. <laughs> Whenever right. you need a weird alien man, you hire him. Either some medieval dragon fantasy or <laughs> space movie. And also, like if you want to do something cool, make an Azrael movie. He's Batman who kills. You want Batman who kills? There you go, Zack Snyder. It's called fucking Azrael. What about a Robin movie? A fucking Robin movie would be rad. But I'd a watch, man bat. I would movie. watch the we shit. We call it Dick. <laughs> I would. Sh- I would watch the shit out of a Nightwing movie if they if they said that was coming out in two <laughs> yeah. days. I'd be like, give me the fucking tickets right now. Okay. Especially if it starts off with Disco Nightwing. <laughs> Which, if you don't know what Disco Nightwing is, I do not get on. Get thee to Google. Hey, that sounds look great. at look at bat, bat or Nightwing first appearance. Disco. It's fucking glorious. Can I just get? Can I just do Disco Nightwing? Oh, you could probably do Disco Nightwing. His first appearance oh. outfit is amazing. Oh boy! Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of color, sir. <laughs> Holy shit! What's up with that? Yeah, Ooh, you're welcome. Ooh, <laughs> What's up with that? That's that's big Dick Grayson right there. Yeah, <laughs> swinging Dick Grayson. Let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> big Dick energy. You gonna um, collect this action figure? <laughs> I kind of want it. Yes, actually. <laughs> anyway, that's enough DC talk. Lord. Okay, let's uh, talk about something. He else has a movie. Do. Yeah, uh, I do. I don't have a good segue. Um, well, listen to us talk about these movies. Listen, yeah. Uh, so I saw us. <laughs> right, us. I saw us in the theater. I saw us in probably the smallest theater in town. Uh, it's the second, uh, the second room at Sunray, which is our one oh, of our right. local indie theaters, and that seats maybe, maybe thirty people. Yeah, it's very small. Um, which I thought was going to be a good. So I'll I'll talk about these two things separately: the experience and the the movie itself. I thought it was going to be a good experience because I it was sold out and I thought okay great it's going to be packed with people who want to see this movie because nobody like I at least figured nobody wanted to see this like Jordan Peele horror movie thing that's getting you know buzz in a lot of the a lot of the circles that we listen to right Um, and it's the indie theater but there were just a bunch of drunk jabronis in this fucking theater for some reason (laughs) and i don't know why you would go see something that's billed at least as a serious horror movie Mm -hmm. and just be a drunk asshole there like i don't i don't mind if people have drinks in theaters i think that's fine especially if you're like if you're going to see like the new child's play well that's not going to be fucking anything to take serious but like yeah. yeah, if you're like trying to go to something that's trying to be a modern Hitchcockian horror style thing with style. Right. You know, it's like, no. And in a 30-person theater, you can hear people talking very easily. Like, every time somebody talked in that theater, I heard everything they were saying, no matter how quiet they were trying to be. Mm-hmm. And we had, like, 
I think we had some weed vapors yeah. in the audience. Um, and these girls in front of us were just, they would babble and then giggle for a while. Mm-hmm. It was one of the worst like theater going experiences I've had recently. And I really expected better out of our little indie theater. Um, so that was distracting to set the stage. Despite all that, I really liked that movie. Like I liked us a lot and I'm not a horror guy. I don't, I only saw it because that's what my, um, my girlfriend and her best friend and her husband, they wanted to go see it. And I was like, fine, I'll go. I don't, I just want to hang out with you guys and we'll see a movie and then talk about it. It's like, geez, us, take the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But I ended up really, really, really liking it. Um, Lupita Nyong'o is fantastic and she proves it time and time again. And especially in this, like, I don't know how much of the basic premise there is to this that I can talk about without being spoilery. Any of it. I mean, yeah, it's really tough. It's it's tough to say because, like, you know, a lot of the the basic premise was given away in the trailers, but a lot of people won't even watch trailers now. So it's like, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I danced around the pot like last week or so. <laughs> I don't remember when I talked about it. So difficult to talk uh, to talk about it without spoiling it. I will say this: Lupita Nyong'o is, is fantastic. Every honestly, everybody in in this movie turns in a really good performance. Um, there's absolutely no slacking. Uh, Tim Heidecker is really good and really funny. Elizabeth Moss is really good and really funny uh, because there, there are enough actual funny moments in this movie to break up sort of the, the tension, which is a huge relief to me because I was on edge for... Oh, yeah. When the shit actually starts going down, it that movie becomes real tense for about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's... There's, it's, there's no jokes to be had there. No, no. Um I don't know the guy's name, but the the guy who plays Lupita Nyong'o's husband Mbaku. is the same guy. Who played, same guy who played Mbaku. I should in, know his um, name, but I don't. In uh, Black Panther, he's really good, and his comedic timing is really, really good as well. Um, Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Thank you very much. The movie asks you to take a couple, to ca- just take a couple things on faith. Like there's some things that that happen in that movie that. Some people seem to want explanation for, and if you just accept what the movie gives you, that these things are happening. There is explanation for them, but you're not going to get it because it's not germane to the plot. It does not matter whatsoever to the story that's unfolding in front of you. Like, we had this whole discussion on on it uh, about Discord a couple days ago, and uh, we have a a spoiler chat for, for this movie, and... Like every time somebody had something that they claimed was a plot hole, I was like, I, I just I was like, no, it's not a plot hole. It's just something that they didn't explain to you explicitly. And there are a lot of things that you that there are. Well, there are a few other things that were mentioned as plot holes that the movie alludes to twenty minutes before it happens. So if you're if you're paying attention and also letting this movie be a horror movie where things are not exactly as they are in the real world. Take some, let the movie take some liberties, go with it, suspend your disbelief because you're in a fucking movie theater watching a movie. You're not watching a documentary. And um, 
if you take all those things into account, which are things that a typical movie-going person would, I think, um, it's great. It's friggin' wonderful. Uh, the only thing that really had me scratching my head a little bit was the ending. Um, there's something that happens almost towards the towards the very end, and maybe it was just distraction because of confusion from cackling girls in front of me, but it didn't, like, I didn't, I couldn't figure out the ending of this movie until, like, a day later it finally clicked, and I went, oh, yeah, okay, that's why that happened, and that's why that happened, and this and that, but that's just because I'm a dumbass, so there's there's no good reason for yeah. that to be a, a bad thing, but it's a good movie. It's yeah. really good. You should see it, uh, and I think that carries a little bit more weight coming from a non-horror dude. So I know I already sort of talked about this, but in, in giving some time to think about it, it's funny that you mentioned the bad movie going experience because the movie that I kind of want to mirror to this one, as far as like the way the plot plays out somewhat. Um, and that's, I don't mean this to be spoilery because it's not, it, it doesn't mean the same stuff or anything like that. It's just cabin in the woods. Um, I, I also had a horrible movie going experience with that. I think the first time and maybe the second time I know I saw it at least twice in zero. And I don't remember which time it was, but Cabin in the Woods, like by the end of that movie, is just like we had some cards. By the end, they are all flipped up. You're looking at everything. Everything is, is is explained at least in terms of like what you need to know. Right. You know, like it's just by the end of it, it's it's flipped over all its cards. This is more like seven card stud. You're only getting certain cards flipped over. But I think what some people are complaining about is the fact the fact that they flip any cards over instead of just making it a total mystery is where you your brain tries to reconcile what the other cards are. And it's like only by flipping over some cards did they make you go like, well, what's the other? What's this mean? What you know, like it gets you questioning everything instead of like keeping it all close to the vest. And I hate to use all these card analogies, but I'm just saying like it was in the cards. Yeah, I'm saying like Cabin in the Woods by the end. It's like, here's everything. Like, if you don't understand this, like you're just not thinking very well, you know, <laughs> like because it's just it just gives it to you. And this one is like, we're going to give you some of the cards and that's going to make you guess about the other cards. And I think that breaks some people's suspension of disbelief because it's easier to suspend disbelief if you are given nothing Mm -hmm. you're just like jason exists deal with it you know Mm -hmm. freddy krueger he got burned and now he's in your dreams deal with it like (laughs) as soon as they start as soon as they start explaining horror movies in the latter day sequels is usually when they fall apart and this one was like we're going to give you what should be in maybe us two or three and it's going to be in the first one you know that's why so many first part horror movies are like I'm not I'm not knocking us I'm just saying I feel yeah. like this is where a lot of people's complaints may enter in is like we're turning over some of the cards but you know it's just enough to make you question and go like well what then how and what you know so I guess I mean I can make the logical leaps that the movie asks me to sure. very easily like there's some stuff that that uh, I can't I I can't <laughs> go into it without yeah I know without getting into it but i just i i find everything that the i find all the leaps that the movie asked me to take not to be leaps at all it's just mm-hmm. i know i think I, I think people bring along. in logistics and other things other issues into yeah. it because it's partially explained is all yeah and i feel like that's maybe way overthinking it that's like sure. i've i've gone back and like i'm trying to write my thesis on us which right. is a really good horror movie but it's not like the best film in the world. Uh, I I think it's diving too deep for the sake of diving too deep and and to to make another prying open oysters 
looking for pearls. Yeah. To make another slight analogy, and this isn't quite is it fair. Be another card analogy. No, this is another movie director, you know, film path thing. I don't get me wrong. I understand that you know it doesn't exactly translate because there's another film in the can for somebody else. But I feel like us might be like Tarantino in a way. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting that Reservoir Dogs and other stuff that he did exists. I know he made Reservoir Dogs, then Pulp Fiction. But I'm saying most people saw Pulp Fiction first and then went back and went, oh, he made another movie and saw Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not one of them, but I mean. I feel like us is going to be the Jackie Brown of of Jordan Peele's thing. Like I feel like right now we're like, well, that's not get out, get the fuck out, you know. So like, right. and I feel like we might in in time come back to appreciate it. Like yeah, Jackie you know, Brown does not get its just reward. right. That's what I mean. I mean, everyone when when Jackie Brown came out was like, that's not Pulp Fiction. All that's adapted. Fuck this is bullshit. And yeah. bleh, you know, all all kinds of reasons for people to hate that. Like. Yep race swapping whatever you know like i like the book and that's not how she is uh, you know whatever people had all kinds of dumb reasons to hate jackie brown because it's not pulp fiction i feel like us given some distance and some time and some hype dying down could possibly be the jackie brown later like we might come to appreciate it more later that's all i'll say i feel like people are really appreciating it right now some yeah <laughs> <laughs> some some people just really few. don't like it yeah yeah well uh, i'm just saying like yeah jackie, people appreciate jackie some people appreciate jackie brown right out the gate i'm just saying I feel like we will come back and go like, yeah, actually, unfairly judging this against well, the previous movie. I, I think also Jordan Peele is in a an unfortunate position right now to where he's red hot. Mm-hmm. And that automatically makes some people go, yeah, well, fuck you. I, it's, yeah, I know. Yeah. What, whatever that thing is in human nature where someone is like firing on all cylinders also, makes people go, yeah, but he sucks. You also can't discount shadow racism. I'm sorry. I, we, I, I was yeah. just about sure. to say that, like, successful black director. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it felt like when that first episode of Twilight Zone hit, everyone was like, okay, pal, enough of your political horror bullshit. And it's like, what? That's. I'm sorry. Horror is <laughs> like. <laughs> that is horror the most is horror. always political. <laughs> and um, the Twilight Zone is especially political. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> that shows nothing but allegory. <laughs> All right, Aaron Sorkin, enough of this political talking yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, wait, that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's people were. Yeah. When the newsroom was out, people were like, I don't like your witty dialogue and your political takes. It's like, well, what the fuck? Why are you, are you watching, watching an Aaron Sorkin show? <laughs> yeah. Right, whatever. Like I said, that's just another another analogy. and I'm done with analogies for us. OK, cool. Yeah. Do we want to do an email or two? I would love to. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the whisper cast. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the next email on the block. If not, Mackie will yell at me later. But okay, eh. if I've heard it, I'll stop you. Okay. Well, this uh, is. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I might be not going back far enough. Okay. But, mm. but I'm gonna roll on since Evan asked politely uh, if we were gonna read emails. I will read Evan's email. <clears throat> Evan says, "Dragged across my morals, aka sympathy for our devils." Hey guys. I just watched S. Craig Zeller's follow-up to Brawl in Cell Block 99, Dragged Across Concrete. Though I do highly suggest you watch this, there's some afterthoughts and caveats I must share. I'll try to keep this brief. By the way, the film is two hours and 40 minutes, but never boring. Set some time. The film has dredged up both acclaim and controversies. If you research, some have even called it racist shit and condemned Zoller as an alt-right sadist. <laughs> Where is this going? Uh, considering Zoller's previous work in life, he's Jewish, owns a death metal band, and writes for Fangoria, I think critics might be too extreme on their assumptions. But hell, maybe I'm being too optimistic. If he's guilty of anything, his daring and dark method might model up the message for his films. 
I leave you intelligent gents to give some enlightening input. This bean-war gourmet grinder is a hoot for sure, but can I be wrong? I'm a proud SJW, and I know when I see racist shit abounding. Is Zoller expounding on the blurred humanity of real-world monsters, or is he giving them too much empathy? Watch and see. Great for second half. Crash and burn, Evan, who did not send it from a particular device. Damn it, Evan. Evan, you made me read some words there, man. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to watch Cell Bla- Brawl and Cell Block 99 as well, which was on my list at one point in time, and I just yeah, never I meant got to get to it. it. Never got to it. Uh, I know people like it. I'm not familiar with either of those movies, or S. Craig Zoller. Is he a racist? Uh, no, but I think I think his, the recent one, Dragged Across Concrete, is rubbing some people the wrong way because it's, it's Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn and they're cops who get caught doing some police brutality shit. Oh. And then they're like, well, let's do some real brutality shit if we're going down anyway. Hmm. It, some people are kind of taking it as a celebration of cops doing what they need to do I to get the job yeah. done. That kind of thing. It, it's it's polarizing, to say the least. Reminds um, me I need to watch Bone Tomahawk as well. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I haven't seen any of these guys' movies. Yeah. So I got to get on this. Yeah. I've always steered away from Bone Tomahawk because everyone was like, that movie's fucking gross. And I'm like, yeah, I would like it, but I, I don't really... Like, like realistic gore, especially these days, has really put me off. And I know that's weird coming from a guy who likes horror movies. But like, just like the weird, like, super-duper realistic torture type, type stuff, it's like, I, I don't want to see any of that. Because effects have gotten to the point where it's like, no, you're really doing that to a person. Stop that. Right. Um, oh, good. It's got Patrick Wilson in it, too. Oh, and Hamak, that is. Oh. Yeah. Cool. You're just saying we need more Patrick Wilson. Yeah. For the reasons. Evan has amended his email to uh, say that it's from his Sony droid Nintendo. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Nice try, Evan. Good effort. Anyway, yeah. I, maybe we should watch some of that guy's yeah. movies. Like independently, not um, are, for the show. Are any of his movies under two hours? No, uh, no, 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 they're not. No. That is a long, long time. He takes his time. Sure does. Two hours twelve, two hours twelve, and two hours thirty-nine. Yeah. So Oof. second half movies, one and all. Yeah. What's next, BJ? Next is a double recommendation from Chase, like the landmass. He says, hey, BMF boys, just a quick note to recommend both of these random Filipino exploitation movies, sight unseen based on the linked trailers and purchase links, Death Force, a.k.a. Vengeance Vengeance is Mine, and Vampire Hookers. I wouldn't be surprised if you already own this DVD and had them on your schedule. He sends us a YouTube link and says, Crash and Burn, Chase like Landmass Island, sent from my cracked screen five-year-old Android phone. Yeah. Philip. Filipino November. Philippine November. <laughs> Philippine November. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, I think at least one of those has some drastic keyword violations. Some keywords. <laughs> Would that be vampire hookers? I believe so. <laughs> if it's the same one I'm thinking of, I'll, I'll you know, they're, they'll go on a list and I'll do my research. Look into it. Yeah. So. Everything you guys send goes on to Chuck's list, which is probably a thousand movies long now, and will carry us well into season five of the Bampcast. You finally had to break it up from our spreadsheet because it was like taking too long. Because we used to have like our ratings and other stuff all that we had to break it up because like the thing was just getting so huge it took forever to open up every time. Yeah, yeah, which is wild for a fucking spreadsheet. Yep. Yeah, not enough power in the Google tubes (laughs) to keep it going. Got another one? Uh. 
Yeah, but it's a long one, so we're going to save it for Mackie to read, because cool. he reads a lot faster than I do. Yeah. And better. <laughs> Mackie reads his emails better. I don't know how he does those reads like he does. Yeah. Except he practice. Practice, yeah. So, if yeah. someone wanted to get in touch with us so that Mackie could could read their stuff, how would they do that? They should probably email us. Let's get out of here, show. <laughs> Just go to pmfcast.com. All the things you need are there. There's buttons on the side. They can, you oh, can you even... want me to give people specific instructions? Nah, that's, oh. that's enough. Email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. If they want to call us on the Garfield phone, it's 9105-DOCS-BMF or 9105569263. The email or the website is bmfcast.com. Patreon is patreon.com slash bmfcast, where you can get all sorts of bonus super content for the low, low price of one to as many dollars as you want per month. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're listening to this, it's at <laughs> least Friday, and that means... Yeah? It's the 12th. It's at least the 12th. So that means that T-shirts are available for the general public to purchase. Right. T-shirts. Yes. You guys, limited edition 10th anniversary silver sparkly T-shirts featuring the BMF cast T-shirt design that you know and love that was previously only available for a limited time in gold, <laughs> now available for a limited time in silver. Or 10 to celebrate our 10th anniversary. Aluminum. Right. Oh, aluminum. Aluminum is the 10th anniversary, I think. Which one's 10? 10 should be 10. It should be. <laughs> but it's to celebrate our 10th anniversary. Correct. I think it might be 10 or Yes. Uh, there are extremely limited quantities of these shirts, guys. So They have... Well, to put it frankly, we ordered 50. We mm-hmm. took five for ourselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> one for each of us and one for... Um, uh, from the podcast, Tobias, who designed the shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's 45. You, yes. There are 45 shirts, I think... We actually ended up with 46 because we had one. Oh, we had one extra. Right. So Um, there are limited quantities available. They're limited in the extremes of the sizes, like small and the like triple. And I think there's one 4X. Never mind. So there's no 4Xs left. No. But um, we we may do another run on the shirt. We haven't committed to that yet. But so we'll see how they do with the general public because like, yeah. I, so far, like the, the the Patreon sales have been swift. Yeah. Yes. And so there's still going to be a good number of shirts left when as you're hearing this, but. You want if you want a shirt, you need to get in. If because, you want to guarantee yeah. it in your size, yeah. we have more larges and XLs. Yeah. So if you can fit a larger XL, it's probably in your best interest yeah. to buy it. Yeah. Um, or if you're going to wait, then yeah. that's and if the you, size you're going to. If stuck you need with. to know where to find it, ch- uh, check Twitter, check Facebook, check. Um, I'll, I'll put a link on our website bmfcast.com. Yeah. Uh, that'll take you to the. Uh, the page where they're being sold yeah. currently. So anyway, the link will be out there. I think it's most easy of these to find. It's, it's on all our socials. Yeah. Uh, so get in while you can fit in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The idea was to do the first one, definitely limited edition because it was gold and it was special. But yeah, if we have enough demand, we may do more of these. Yeah, we'll see. Well, and I think also we thought with the initial run, it was like, this is all people are going to care about. Right. And we didn't figure that people would buy a second set of shirts. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and we've had people buy shirts who didn't buy one of the first run. Sure. It's yeah. been two years since we ran the first run. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how these how long these run. If they go super quick, we'll order more. Yeah. Right. Believe me. Yeah. Uh, there's no there's no reason to deny you guys shirts. Yeah. And it's really not 
the cost isn't that much different for us to print them in silver, and the silver ones came out really good, to yeah, be they, honest. I, they I think they look, they they look better. really good. Yeah. yeah. The logo looks um, a lot. It, it just pops better on the yeah. on the shirt. Um, so, like, we were thinking we'll do, we would do just white on white on black t-shirts because it would be a little bit cheaper and be easier for us to keep those in stock. But really the, the price of shirts is by themselves, like just the, the t-shirt um, before mm. it even gets printed has gone up. But the price of the ink doesn't seem to be different between any of the colors. So, yeah. Um, and they're quality shirts. I mean, these yeah. are really nice shirts. Yeah. I own a lot of t-shirts and these, yeah. these are nice. Yeah. Well, there's, these, are, I wear, I own a lot of t-shirts and these are ones you can wear. Yep. Yeah. Yep. As t-shirts go. <laughs> well, like I, I keep I keep doing something doing stuff like walking by a rack of t-shirts. Like there's a shop near where I work. Do you and, feel them? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I walked by this rack of shirts and I was like looking at them, I was like, oh, these are nice shirts. They feel really nice. And I looked at the tag and they're the same shirts okay, that we've been yeah. using. Like I, I sold I, one locally to someone outside the podcast and like literally two days later they were wearing it and they were like, This is a really nice shirt. And I was like, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've had one for a couple of years now. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was basically John Cusack and High Fidelity. I was like, yeah, I know it's it's good. Yeah, it's a good band. But yeah, they're uh, they're next level uh, brand T shirts, and they are I forget the the model because I have no brains. Model of shirt. Um, shirt. But it's a it's a it's like a it's, cotton a, mo- it's a model T. Yes, it's a delicious cotton poly blend. I believe it we, is as we described it. <laughs> right. On our page. But they are so super comfy, and somehow they've made them like nice and stretchy too. So. Mm-hmm. Even if you buy them a little bit smaller than you normally wear a shirt, it they can be snug and nice. form fitting, but they are not confining. It's not like, ugh, this shirt is just small and gross. Yeah. It it's the sizes are appropriate. Yeah, like I I could get away. I normally wear shirts in large these days, and mm-hmm. I could get away with wearing a like a, a medium in one of those, and yeah. it would be like people would be like, oh, you working out bought a muscle shirt. The muscles <laughs> coming tomorrow, uh, but it wouldn't be uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're nice shirts. We've talked a lot about these shirts. Yeah, I know. I was kind of wondering when we were going to stop talking about weird. the supple cotton of the shirts. <laughs> delicious cotton poly blend. Oh, sorry. I forgot about the poly. <laughs> yeah, never forget Along came poly. poly, and I right. forgot about it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, let's get job. out of here, shall we? Yes, please. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Bamcast Out. <laughs>